it's Thursday night. And once again, it's Jan Carpenter's in the month of madness, month of madness. And everybody's gathered around their radios, their internet radios, to ask the question they ask every single week. And that is, hey, see this one? The year is 2024, and two friends once again invite you to join them in revisiting, or discovering for the first time, the masterworks of a filmmaker who transcends genre, whose horrors have lurked in the dark, broken free from the ice, crawled straight from hell, or even pulled themselves from the very pits of a mad mind who showed us the hidden corners of Chinatown, sent a man from the stars, and dragged us to New York, LA, and even Mars. Nearly unmatched as a genre filmmaker, once again, Hey, Did You See This One? invites you to look upon the works of a genius. We present to you, Jan. Carpenters in the month of madness. that time of the week again time for hey did you see this one the weekly podcast reaction review show where we talk about a movie for too long every week it's a new movie and every month it's a new theme and this month of course it is jan carpenter's in the month of madness and as always i'm jason r phillips and my co-host is steven ricardo waters and our guest this week finally got it finally <laughs> figured it out and our guest this week is alex gal welcome back to the show alex gal. thank you thank you thank you for having me back welcome back welcome back i feel welcome we had such a great time uh talking signs with you that i th- 
you know, I thought, you know, why don't you come on back and do the John Carpenter times and we'll talk about some spooks and some freaks and a haunted car and a freaky little weirdo who uh, clearly wears lipstick or something. He's got weird lips. I'm just going to oh, get that's that That's a weird way to admit that you were staring at his <laughs> lips, Jason. Okay, well, <laughs> that's true. Um, it is, of course, that time of the week again where we do the thing. Um I think that uh, now that we have introduced the guest, we're going to move right right into a new segment that we've been doing recently where uh, fans come along, they guess the uh, the name of the movie for the week based on some images that I post throughout the week. This week, though, um, I have something special uh, because uh, our pal Craig, friend of the show, uh, wrote something for me to write. I didn't put it up a second day, so I just have a couple... For the fan guessing game. Here's fan guessing game. Congratulations. You have successfully guessed the correct answer. Which is the answer you provided. Congratulations. Congratulations. All right. Well, right off the top, Null Codif got it again because they constantly uh, get it, uh, which is great. This one wasn't too difficult. I tried to make it as difficult as possible, but you see the headlights of a car and then you're like, oh, it's probably the only one of three movies about cars. The Car, Christine, and Maximum Overdrive. Noel mm-hmm. says, check and out. And then they whittle, they whittled down the answers of like, which one of those did John Carpenter? <laughs> yeah, <add>? yeah. <laughs> exactly. So Noel just wanted to say, uh, check out the Showgirls episode that, that your old pal Noel was on and the stick taps and stitches uh podcast a hockey podcast wherever you get your podcast steven helped us out with some rad sound bites he is so talented and also jason is a real beaut thank you noel thank you uh we have a new a new entry a person by the name of steve broadbent now steve i know from back home in halifax we knew him lovingly as olin's because the only beer he drank was Olin's. He even had a spot at the bar at Freeman's that had a little plaque on it that said Olin's because he would sit in the same spot. Uh, and he's extremely Australian and pretty funny. Uh, he <laughs> and I, I was like, "Hey, you gotta you gotta plug something or or leave a message." And he said, "Oh, I didn't know I needed one. Just give a shout out to all the people barely surviving because politicians have their heads up each other's arses." Mm. Each um, other's each other's That's an interesting arses. visual. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new one too. Uh, Sandra Luketic, uh, if you remember, Ben was on last week, him and Sandro have the BS Bargain Basement podcast, and he wanted me to say, need more movie reviews? Check out the BS Bargain Bin featuring Handsome Ben and some other guy, San Dimas High School Football Rules, which of course, you know to be, um, from Bill and Ted's bogus excellent adventure or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, <laughs> let me just stall for a second so I can find this, uh, this thing. Okay. So here's what Craig Webster, friend and friend and former guest of the show wanted me to say after he got the answer correct. Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed connoisseurs of the cinematic arts and aficionados of the fine craft of filmography. Today I stand before you, not merely as an individual, but as a paragon of a peculiar yet prodigious talent. My acumen, nay, my unparalleled prowess in deciphering the labyrinthine mysteries of movie posters segments so small that they might escape the untrained eye is a skill of such rarefied caliber that it transcends more observation 
In this grand theater of the visual spectacle, where stories are told through the melange of imagery and symbols, I possess an uncanny ability to unravel these cryptic tapestries. With but a fleeting glance at the most minute fragment of a poster, be it a, a corner, a color, or a cryptic symbol, I can divine the entirety of the cinematic piece it represents. This, my dear audience, is not just a skill, it is an art form, an esoteric discipline that I have mastered with the finesse of a maestro. Let it be known that in the realm of movie guessing, from the abstract to the concrete, from the obscure indie flicks to the grandiose blockbusters, I stand unchallenged, a colossus in the area of film identification, my discerning eyes coupled with an intellect as vast as the film archives of yore make me an undisputed champion in this unique field. In conclusion, as we journey through the rich tapestry of cinematic history, remember that when it comes to the art of identifying movies from mere fragments of their posters, I am without a shadow of a doubt the unparalleled, the un-inimitable, in the supreme connoisseur. Thank you. Jeez, he said that all on TikTok. I thought they had limited <laughs> you to like twenty characters. No, he he uh, he sent me a, a PDF with that oh. in it, and I'm gonna I let see. you guys in on a little secret. I called him immediately. I was like, "Did you use AI to write that?" And he was like, "Yep." <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Can you I guess could tell this one? because <laughs> I blanked out the title. It's, it's I something. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you viewers at home. Let's yeah. see. I it's Roberts. I comma A <laughs> starts for intelligence artificial. Fantastic. Well, that was, of course, the same dressing room. I'd like to thank all of our players next week. If Craig doesn't decide to write another, you know, four paragraph essay about how he's the best, we'll have uh, time for more people. I um, could tell it was AI because it, it used the word tapestry too many times. Yeah, I was like, I, that's, I that's a real AI slip up, in my, in my opinion. <laughs> I noticed that as well. Um, just before we move on to uh, the next sort of thing, I just want to do some housekeeping. Shout out to White Bat Audio for providing the theme. Um, you can find White Bat Audio on uh, on YouTube. This guy is great. He makes a lot of DM, DMCA free music for people to use in their podcasts as soon as they give him a shout out. I forgot to shout him out last week. Um, if you if you come early and, and listen to the pre-show, we typically uh, I typically play his stuff because he just puts up like hours and hours of content that he makes. So check out White Bat Audio on, um, on YouTube. Uh, Steve, what was his name again? Carl Casey. Yeah, he's also got like an entire playlist of Twitch safe music that you can play and not have to worry about. Which is great because like you play one song and your whole shit gets shut down. Um, also, I just want to shout, uh, do a quick call to action. If you are listening, please, 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 please like us. Follow us wherever you can find Hey, Did You See This One across all social media. Um, it really helps. We've been picking up some some steam recently. We just crossed 3,000 listens in the audio version, which is all up now. Um, we're five episodes away from all of, all of the video episodes being up on YouTube. Um, a lot of work went into that last year. And going into 2024, I'm completely free now to try new things, including what you may have seen, I've started making shorts. So check out our shorts. Yada, jean yada, yada. shorts. We're all wearing jean shorts. <laughs> Short shorts. shorts. Okay. <laughs> and of course, now we are going to start the show. I did it all in 11 minutes, Steve. How does that sound? Too long. Too long. Okay. Well, it's time for our brief history. Yeah. A brief history. 
This is, of course, the segment where we talk about our brief history with the movie we're talking and reacting to this week. And what did I get here? Uh, <laughs> around here, it's a time-honored tradition uh, to give our guests the first opportunity to give their brief history. So, Alex, why don't you hit us with your brief history with the film Christine? I'll keep it real brief. Never seen it until this podcast. Oh, I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was my uh, inaugural fresh viewing. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch it, like, today or, like, yesterday? No, I, I watched it this week, yeah. Cool. A few days ago, yeah. Excellent. Uh, Steve, you have a... Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll just go next because it's the same. Um, I had only... What? <laughs> It's, I'm just, I was, was going to say, so just copy and paste Alex's answer. I basically was going to. Um, somebody in the chat said, what up, you fucking nerds? Hello. Welcome in, oh. uh, Murder Squid. Whoa, uh, Murder Squid. It's essentially just the same as Alex's, except for I saw the, I saw the part where Dennis first goes in at Christmas time. And I was mm. like, why is this movie on at Christmas? And we'll talk about why later. Uh, Steve, go ahead. The car is red. The car is a Christmas <laughs> car. It's Santa's murder sleigh. Uh, full of murder squids, apparently. Uh, I actually didn't see this movie until fairly recently. I mean, in the last maybe five years or so. Um, no particular reason why. I just, I'm not a car person. Uh, I had read the book a very long time ago and didn't particularly care for, for it all that much. So I was like, eh, whatever. Um, and upon watching it i i realized i have seen bits and pieces of, of this throughout my life but it didn't kind of pull me in in the way that it did when i did finally kind of sit down and watch it from beginning to end um it's now probably up there with one of my favorite carpenters to be honest um it is so totally different from most of his other movies and it has a different vibe with the same visual style um but yeah, my brief history, I guess, is that I watched it, I think, just a couple of years before quarantine. You remember that quarantine thing that happened? What? You guys remember that, right? Vaguely. Where the two years times. of our life was deleted. Yeah. Um, and I watched it a few times during COVID quarantine. And now I watch it every once in a while when I'm trying to fall asleep, I'll throw it on because it's weirdly kind of funny and it's not scary. It's just kind of comedic and kind of calm in a sense <laughs> i don't know it's yeah it's, it's kind of hard to, to pin down but and pretty yeah, ridiculous <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just like a, a a kooky story compared to the book which i'll talk about a little bit throughout as well but uh yeah that's my brief history fantastic um that's great the uh the thing that i really enjoyed it was just how absurd it is i'll say this off the top before we even go into anything just get on top of something just get go up. yeah oh my god <laughs> anyway um just really quickly they do at the end yeah I mean, sort of uh really quickly in the chat uh, i just want to shout out cody who is murder squid he says we're friends on facebook i just want to tell us a short anecdote i used to make youtube videos like a long time ago like probably two 12 years ago and i as i recall cody made a video that i made a shot for shot remake of i think that's the same dude um but yeah, I just shout out and also Cran Dance is here. Cran Dance, uh, thank you for calling us handsome. We all have uh, body dysmorphia. And with that, let's go on to director talk. All right, all right. Quiet on set. Are we rolling? Okay, let's shoot this piece of shit. Sound. Speed. Action. 
Now, since it's only the second week and we covered so much last week for John Carpenter, I don't want to get in the weeds too much. I don't have too much to add to the conversation. Um, but Steve, did you want to add anything uh, about this film in particular? Um, I think mostly about the relationship between Stephen King and John Carpenter, I guess, would be the main thing that I would talk about in this segment. Um, Stephen King is kind of he's he's known for either loving the movies that are adapted from his books or absolutely hating to the point that he'll trash them and then try and get them remade again. Uh, but this is one that he, he didn't particularly love, but he also kind of gave a pass to, and he's like, yeah, it's kind of, kind of good. And he, uh, I believe enjoyed the fact that they made the movie a little bit kookier than the book was because the book was not fun. It was, <laughs> the car was possessed by a serial killer via like a amulet of Dembala, like Chucky, <laughs> like it's, uh, it's got a, a murder man inside of it <clears throat> or a piece of him or something. I can't really remember. It's Don't been nail. a very long time since I've... Toenail in the ashtray. <laughs> yeah, they forgot yeah. to clean out the ashtray. That's what um, I was wondering. I, I feel like there's a... You could do another half hour and just have a pre... Like a like a prologue that is how this all went down, which I thought that first scene was going to be, but yeah. But uh, I think that they have a pretty decent relationship. I don't know if they're like best friends or anything like that, but uh, Stephen King is mentioned in the mouth of madness briefly when they're talking about Sutter Kane. And I think they have sort of like a, a mutual respect for one another as colleagues in the, the sense that they both live in the world of horror and people know them for the world of horror, even though John Carpenter has made a bunch of stuff that isn't horrific. And so has Stephen King. Um, yeah. They're, they're masters of horror and they live in the same sort of wheelhouse when it comes to that. Like and, weird, uh, like offbeat stories that, you know, yeah, and not like that people don't usually tell, not just like a serial killer, or a slasher or crime. It's like, what if, what if a car was haunted? What if this <laughs> yeah, clown yeah. was terrorizing a city <laughs> in the past and the future? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always nice when I hear that a Stephen King adaptation that I like, he also liked because I'm like, oh, thank God, because I, I kind of get like rubs me the wrong way when I find out Stephen King hated the adaptation of his novel when it's like a movie that I love. Um Similar to like, you know, like Alan Moore, how everything he that's ever everything. been adapted from us, he's just like, I don't, I don't watch movies anymore. I'm dead inside. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a, a ton to add. Um, the production on this seemed pretty stable and, you know, there, there's not a lot of stories to tell about it as far as I, I gleaned from my, my brief researching today. I was also focusing on other stuff, but uh, yeah, Stephen King. And John Carpenter, cool old horror men. Cool old horror. Who boys. I'm sure have done something problematic that I'm overlooking. <laughs> yeah, that old, that old chestnut. Yeah. Um, why is that? Is that gonna work? Okay. Um, fantastic. Like I said, I don't have anything to add. Uh, Alex, do you have anything to add about uh about our boy John Carpenter? About Johnny. Um, you know what's funny? I didn't find out till much later in life that I did like John Carpenter. Um. Because I guess I just didn't know. I just liked a lot of his movies and didn't know that they were his movies. Because I was young enough when I watched them that I didn't really understand that they were like made by the same guy. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like, yeah. it's like, whoa, Escape from New York. Whoa, The Thing. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing where... It's until you, uh, yeah, you, you kind of run into an auteur director and then realize... Oh, there are filmmakers whose movies all sort of have the same vibe to them, and then you start to yeah. pick up on that more. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. You're and, like, oh, all these movies I like that that uh, have no basis in reality when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I swiped off my dad's VHS uh, shelf. You know, they're awesome. As far mm-hmm. as this film goes, I guess it's a movie based on my criteria. We'll get into that later. But uh, Steve, do you know what the... So he does that thing again that John Carpenter loves to do in his movies where he does backward shots to show, you know, last week we talked about the fog. There was a lot of shots of fog coming out from underneath the door, but in reverse to show it like going into something. In yeah. this one, um, they do a really cool shot of the car regenerating, which is clearly a backward shot which I think is more for the body of the episode. But what I was wondering, do you know how many Christines there were? There had to be at least like three, right? Like a pristine, um, a I, middle I, one. I was trying to count while I was watching. So there's pristine Christine. There's, uh, you know, there's junkyard Christine. There's kind of half fixed Christine. Uh, I mean, they vis- they clearly destroy several, like, you know what I mean? I think yeah, yeah that they, are start they, off fresh. They definitely destroy two, and I think there's one beater, if you will. That I have the answer, if you would like it. I but you it. can continue to speculate. I love speculation. Like, Twenty three cars. Twenty three in the making of this movie. Did they pay yeah. the actors, or did they just buy fucking cars with all the money? Um. Yeah, they were they were all sold as scrap by the end, except for Pristine Christine. Um, and one of them was auctioned off. At an auto auction in Florida in the year 2020, January 2020. So it was right before (laughs) the curse happened. Well, do you happen to have the um, like the box office for this? Did you get that? Yep. Uh, The box office it cost 10 million to make and it earned 21 domestically. Wow. So it it probably earned quite a bit more overseas, I would think. But uh, maybe not because it is nine point five million on cars. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? That actually makes me wonder. Like, I wonder how much of the decision making to have that model of car was based on the availability of it. It could be. Yeah. Um, there's it, at the time it would have been you know an older car and the junkyards probably would have been full of of this yeah. particular model, right? And I mean, if you think about the beginning of the movie, there's at least what like. 10 or 12 of them on the, the uh, right. conveyor belt through the, the, the Oh, that's, car I didn't factory. think about those. Yeah. Those, those were, particular pristine Christine's. Yeah. So they were, probably used those in a lot of the trashing of Christine as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy because that means almost every scene they did a car reset. There were probably 10 yeah. cars that didn't even make it into the movie because they had to like yeah. redo parts. The part where the, the backhoe They forgot to press record a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, during the scene where like the, the gang members are yeah. completely trashing it and taking shits in it and they're like, <laughs> yeah. oh fuck, we forgot to oh, hit the yeah, car. Yeah. The part with the backhoe going over it looked a little wonk to me. Like the backhoe started going off. That's why I thought there was only like four cars. Like we gotta get yeah. this now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic that's crazy that's so many cars that's Mm. insane all i can think about is the fact like what you guys were saying like in the early 80s this is a 50s car right so it wasn't it's a 58 yeah and they made it in 83 so it's about what 25 years old yeah yeah that's like like, a 90s car so we would be having like a haunted yeah. Ford Taurus or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a haunted Modern Toyota Christine Tercel. would be about, yeah, someone having like a Pontiac Aztec <laughs> that they find yeah. in a junkyard. Yeah. 
a bunch of Honda Civics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, what do you say we talk? What do you say we talk about this, uh, this fantastic film known as Christine? Yeah, let's do it. The body of the episode. I had to use the short one this week because I uh, I forgot that that one existed. <laughs> I heard it in a podcast when I was editing earlier today, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna throw that down." Well, um, let's see. I have the note. I have it written out as usual. Um, there's per- it's like two movies in one sort of. It's per- three pretty distinct acts. We can mm. just I guess talk at will. Um, I'll just start us off saying that uh, we get a fast credits. Just the credits pop up on screen. And all I can say is the sound of the, the engine revving. I don't know why. I don't know how they did this, but it just made me, made my heart sink. Made me feel bad. Made you feel bad? Bad. Like, Jeez. like, spo- like spooky bad. Like I was like, okay. oh, like you're, you're worried that it's going to open with somebody being immediately run over by a car and you're like, oh God. No, more so that like the, it's just, it's like <clears throat> ominous. You know, hmm. yeah. I, I mean, the revving of an engine in a horror movie is never a sign of something good. And so, walking in, I can understand that. I can only imagine what it would have been like in the theater as well, right? Having no idea what the movie is about other than yeah. a killer car. Um, but I think that the opening to this movie is wonderful. <laughs> I think it's so good. Um, we start, yeah, we start with Bad to the Bone. Uh, or we don't, do we start with Bad to the Bone, or does that play after the fact that? the car kills a man i can't remember oh maybe maybe it is uh, yeah I, I think it i think it it might be bad to the bone after like yeah. when it cuts away from that like, but uh, a second time jump it's kind of like if you think of christine as like a lady right like it's and she's being treated poorly by these mechanics manhandling her and looking under her hood and you know ashing their cigar ashes inside of her you know pristine uh, front seat mm-hmm. it's like a lady's like you know like a guy like using a stick to look up a lady's skirt or something and her being like slapping his his uh, hand away except in this case to i death. assume yeah i assume she <laughs> severed that guy's fingers who <laughs> was like oh you know it cuts to him screaming it's it's almost like a comedic uh yeah and timing. limping limping away like oh my hand like i can't walk <laughs> wrapped with like a house coat's worth of towels and still yeah. Yeah. Him, like everywhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was a and different then, time. Yeah, and like the next guy walks up immediately, not even really taking into consideration that the car that he's going to go inspect just like severed this dude's fingers. Um and he's doing a check, I suppose, right? Like a to make sure all the things work inside. But uh one thing is like that you know, they never answer and I, it must just be stylistic, but like it's the only red one, right? All the other yeah. ones are white. And and no one's really commenting on it except this guy when he sees it, he's kind of like he looks at his his clipboard and he's kind of taken taken back a bit, like like he's like this car's not supposed to be red, <laughs> and it's you know it's like the lady in the red dress in the Matrix or something where you can't help but look at it amongst all these sort of yeah. uh, uniform vehicles. Um, and I don't know how he dies. Did he just dies? I guess well, <laughs> he gets ex- asphyxiated. Yeah, I so- he, assume it's the carbon monoxide thing that this car is able to do. I have yeah. a theory that this car has like a like a Lord of the Rings, one true ring sort of effect on people where they're like they're like my precious as soon as they see it. And then mm-hmm. it's like a, a Venus flytrap where you get in and it finds a way to kill you. One person later on in the movie almost dies of choking. We find out another person actually did choke. So it's able to like do paranormal things while you're in it. But also it's explained away scientifically, uh, at least 
some of the time by it it emits like a carbon dioxide that kills you instantly carbon dioxide i believe takes some time carbon monoxide well there's a clock on the wall that it goes to and it, it it's meant to show a passage of time that he's been in there for i think it's 10 minutes the clock changes okay so yeah. he's, he doesn't die instantly he dies he's in there for a little while well and he was smoking in there that could have contributed yeah <laughs> It's true. Smoking kills. Actually, kids. it did contribute because he smoked in there and the car killed him for it. So. Yeah, exactly. it was such a such a Chucky moment where the you know in the Chucky movies they they abuse the doll and then they get horribly maimed for it. This is like you don't ash on me, I kill you. Um, I I really thought the color of red on this car was haunting to me. You can see it in Alex's and and Steve's picture there and mine, I suppose. No, oh, that's black. Um, but the red is almost like more of a blood red than you're used to seeing. Uh, I think that that is a control. They don't make that color anymore. <laughs> That's, you know what I mean? So, Steve, you're talking about how in the book there is a little bit of backstory. Um, yeah, so the LeBay brothers, we meet one LeBay, George LeBay. Um, I cannot remember what the other brother's name was. Probably like some Charlie sort of... Something. Yeah, Ted LeBay. <laughs> Ted LeBay. Um, he's a serial killer. And he essentially like transposes his evil onto the car and the car becomes sentient and starts killing people. <clears throat> but he also murders his wife and daughter in this movie. The car murders the daughter and then the wife kills herself in the car in Christine. Yeah. Yeah. And then he kills himself in Christine as well. Um, so I think in the book that it focuses a lot on that. So you're, you know, the car is evil. Whereas in this, the car doesn't really feel the evil. The car to me. just rolls yeah. off the assembly line evil. <laughs> it was built evil. I don't know if it's evil though. It's like more like self preservation. Yeah. To it's... me, at least. It kind of feels like, a, uh, like I yeah, said, I if, guess, yeah. if you're thinking of it again as like a woman in this warehouse surrounded by men who are being disrespectful to her and not, you know, handling her in the way that she would want to be handled. Uh, and she, she, kill, she kills one and wounds the other. Um, and then she leaves. <clears throat> And you don't hear about her going on a killing spree in any capacity for the 30 years it takes for it to come into the hands of um, Arnie. Arnie. I was almost going to call him Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie, will I? Um, but every time she kills somebody in the movie, she's killing them out of revenge or, again, out of a, a sense of self-preservation. And the reason I think that she attaches herself to Arnie so much is because he shows so much love for her immediately and he becomes obsessed with her and she's almost like seducing him in a way where, you know, he'll get in the car and sit there and then she'll put on a song about loving him or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, that's, I don't disagree with what you're saying, Jason, with the the Gollum stuff, but, uh, I think it's almost more of a, a seduction in a literal sense than it is in the way that the ring is just kind of like, (laughs) <laughs> or whatever in your you, ear you just recut yeah. this movie with that sound over it, it just makes <laughs> yeah, yeah. It even more sense yeah and uh one car to rule them all the songs yeah. so the songs throughout the movie i took some notes on really good ones um but that was a really uni- really unique touch and i was curious if stephen king if that's from the book or if that was a john carpenter edition because i think it was really clever how i don't recall but i assume that would be something he would think of that the way the car would communicate with you would be through the radio because how else is it going to do it right this feel like this is a very stephen king feeling story with the john carpenter dna all over it the music Mm -hmm. the shots like the cinematography it's all very john carpenter but this is this feels like 
this feels like a Stephen King story. Something's something weird is haunted and everybody's weird. And yeah, I do think that out of like perfectly the directors that we've had, we've done more than once on this show. I do think that because we've, I, I dedicated an entire month to Stephen King act adaptations in our first year. And out of <clears throat> most of the directors we do, I think that he is one of the most well-suited to, to direct Stephen King stuff, which is why I'm surprised he didn't do more of it. You know? Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah. yeah. They're both weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just made a note here. That's like already haunted, I guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> pre comes pre haunted. Yeah, <laughs> it's a feature, not a bug. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, we do get a, a fast forward to 1978, where the next 40 minutes or so is sort of feels like a like a teen romp, like a movies of the day, like Meatballs or you know, like a Caddyshack or a 90s film like uh, American Pie. I said to Steve, it's American Pie with a haunted car because the first like act and a bit is like. You know, the, the football player, the new girl comes to town, the girl that pining over the football player who they completely just forget about. They, yeah. They even say her, her name's Rosetta. I was like, oh, she's going to her name's Rosetta. Like, that's a, a name that you're going to be thinking about a lot. But they, they you would get two moments with her. You get her being like, are you going to the big game? And then later when and then later when she's just like, oh, he's hitting on that girl. That's that. Yeah, and, and there was the third guy, right? Wasn't didn't they have like another buddy at the lockers or something? There's like yeah, there's another a guy that I we mean, it's forget like, about. She's got a good brain on her, but she's got the body of a slut. Like, <laughs> yeah, which is like, oh. I, I remember oh. being like, Jesus <laughs> Christ! I was like, oh okay, okay, eighty three. Let's strap in here. <laughs> yeah. uh, we do get one a, a couple of like homophobic moments, but like they're not even that. Egregious. Yeah, he's like other than being a queer to his yeah. one buddy. But it, but uh, and, and I then, like, like oh, I watch, go, but... I I usually watch these movies and and take that kind of those kind of attitudes with a grain of salt when I have to. But for a movie in '80s, set in the '80s, yeah. with with '80s sensibilities and writers and everything, I was surprised there wasn't it more of it. Very pro- felt almost progressive to only have <laughs> the one. With and, well, and they and before Arnie starts to lose his mind, he the two of those have the two boys, Arnie and Dennis, they have like a really good, healthy male relationship where they're not in gay panic mode. And and yes, there is the, the American pie sensibility of them them trying to get laid and all that kind of stuff. But they also have a, like a caring relationship for one another. Yeah. And and it felt any of the, any of the real stuff that I was like, it it all felt like it was just teenager stuff and not eighties stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's even a, a moment where, uh, like, Arnie is like, I'm, I'm ugly. And Dennis, like, without even a beat, it's like, you're not ugly. Like, he's not like, he's not like, well, well I wouldn't know. It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm a yeah. football why, player. Why don't you pop those glasses off and put on a turtleneck and we'll see who's ugly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, Murder Squid in the chat says, uh, did you see the French movie about a lady who fucks a sentient car? Titan, I think it's called. And then uh, the language shock is real for older movies. Have you heard of this movie, Titan? T-I-T-A-N-E french film no because i've seen like we were talking about at the top of the show there's the car which is all over like the the free streaming sites uh which i think is just a rip off of this from slightly later and then of course maximum overdrive which is about trucks going nuts oh it's a relatively new movie too no i haven't seen this i was like what part of the car do you Whatever I think she, you want. from the screen <laughs> screenshot that I'm seeing, it looks like she's inside the car. Oh, <laughs> so okay. She I has, assume the so is it like a, is it just like a, shampoo, a shampoo commercial inside a car? Or? 
she she has sex with a car and then she thinks she's pregnant. And Murray's sort of saying, yeah, <laughs> oh to basically God. all the things you're saying, which is... <laughs> I, I think she's pregnant. She I think I'm pregnant to a, a micro-machine. <laughs> yeah, micro-machine, yeah. <laughs> and it grows Christine-style throughout the movie. Oh, God. That's the sequel, the seed of Titan. Yeah. So we are, after this, we're, we're also introduced to, briefly, to Arnie's mom, um, who clearly has a, a, a... Oh, my dad is calling me... I, to mute sorry um he what was i saying uh, she's the mom, yeah. this is another divergent moment from the, the book i remember very clearly that all of the characters in arnie's life are extremely abusive to him um except for dennis and his girlfriend his parents are abusive uh the darnell is abusive he's like a criminal like he has like uh you know like smuggling operations going inside the garage yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's, it's wild. And, and nobody treats him with any respect. So his, his attitude, the, the shift in his attitude is more organic. I would say in the book, just based on how everyone's treating him. And now that he has this, you know, ghostly strength this on movie, his side, he is Peter Parker from Spider-Man three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where he gets the car and then he like puts his puts his hair over yeah, to the side, yeah. puts on a red shirt. I think shirt it's a it's slightly less ridiculous than that. But okay. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Uh, what was I saying? No fun. Um, no, I was just in the middle of a thought and I can't remember what it was. But uh yeah, everyone's, everyone's mean, to him, everyone's mean to him. But oh oh the reason that they, they wanted to change it was because um they felt like they didn't want everyone to be so down on Arnie's life that at the end of the movie, when he dies, they almost feel bad for him. It's like, no, they want him to, we yeah. want to know that he's gone fully to the, the dark side of the yeah. car. And, uh, I think that succeeds because again, the movie does feel a little bit more lighthearted than a typical horror movie. Right down and, to the fact that when we first meet him, he, the trope that happens to every nerd in every movie where there's a nerd, he's carrying a garbage bag and the bottom falls out. Yeah. I was, and then he has to step over a puddle. Well, and apparently, I'm a nerd because is... that happens to me all the fucking time. Why? Yeah. Never, that's never <laughs> get strong. Well, buy stronger garbage bags, yeah. nerd. <laughs> um, so, th- th- and this is the first instance for me of um, the the ambiguity of old movies, where I wonder whenever I see something and I think that's oh, it's that that trope, but I always wonder like, was it a trope then? Or you know what I mean? It's I do, like yeah, the movies from wonder, eighty, like it's a, when I see you know what I mean. A thirty-one like year, or a forty-one-year-old movie. Like, or is that like, the first time they did that, or they said that's that what thing? I mean? There's yeah. another one that comes up too with the glasses, with where they he tapes his it's glasses, tape, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's a bit. I'm like, wait, no, like, what, is this a pioneer move? Yeah, I it maybe not. There was a lot of there were still teen romp movies in the seventies. I think that that classic. Yeah, I think this is like where trope. the where the tropes were being birthed, right? Like this is the the origin of, of a lot of the tropes, but um, they were all sort of doing the same thing. But to have a, a nerd and the captain of the football team be best friends, I don't think was a was of the norm. And I I believe that that was just taken from the book as well, right? Like sub, subverting the expectations slightly. Um, and it works. It's good. And it, you, you like just in the sense of like Dennis, when he sees Arnie with the most beautiful girl in school for the first time, he, it's almost like he's like in shock, disappointed. Yeah. And like, 
you're kind of wondering like does he think that he deserves the girl or is he like just shocked that it's arnie that got the girl i'm not sure what it is because i've met people like this in real life right where like if a really hot girl is not interested in them and they they go with someone else they they immediately like shut down emotionally and mentally and they're like how how could this happen to me well, I mean, i'm beautiful he sees that and then he's taken <laughs> yeah. out of the movie for a whole act so yeah we'll talk about that at the point that it happens but you're right i did have that i think that that moment is one of the greatest twists in cinematic history i actually wasn't expecting it uh and i agree like i've met people like that too it's like why why is she why is she with him? Yeah, I, I've yeah, it blows my mind when people think this way because it's like okay, man. It's like no, you're yeah, those yeah. two people just gel better. Maybe the reason that she's not with with you is because of this mentality. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right now, brother. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, that car turns Ernie into a full incel. So, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I don't know if it's incel. I think it's just cell. Just cell. <laughs> <laughs> Cell and also um, just a woman hater for no reason. So these guys head to school in another like teen He's moment. He's a one woman man. He's a one woman man. Yeah. In another teen moment, they're just talking about playing Scrabble the night before. And he put that he was going to play uh, Phil or whatever. And then played Fellatio and then got in trouble for it. And I was like, it was in the dictionary. It's in the dictionary. Teens will be teens. Um and then it's like, now that we're seniors, we got to get you laid. And another trope that happens in this very car is they're talking about that. And then he goes, hey, what about like Brenda Williamson? Or I didn't write the name down. It's like, uh, she's got a mustache. And it's like, dude, you can't have it both ways, bro. Like, yeah, if you if you're if you're that hard up, you got to get out there and at least try. Yeah, dating. Dennis can Dennis can pass on the mustaches. You can't. <laughs> Also, I don't think Dennis can grow a mustache either. <laughs> I don't think anybody in this movie can grow a mustache except for Buddy, who is... I'm no, Arnie definitely old. had a five o'clock shadow going on the entire movie. <laughs> I was like, he looks very... like I, I could commend the movie on not all the teenagers looking like they're in their 30s because Arnie and Dennis both looked like very young men. Like they, they could be in their, you know, early 20s. Yeah. Uh, but there's a few of those teenagers that I'm like... This guy, especially the one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like this guy has a full time job in a warehouse, yeah, and he walks in every day and he's just making this movie on the weekends. Uh, what is his name? I can't even remember his name. I don't Bully. remember who his name is. Bully Man, he's the forty five year old in high school. I keep calling. Oh, yeah. I keep saying his name. It's Buddy. Oh, Sorry. Buddy. Sorry, I, I, I thought I, you I were thought, just referring to him yeah, as Buddy. I, I thought that's like, you what know, they were Buddy. Doing. Yeah, Buddy. Yeah, I thought <laughs> that was just the East Coast coming out. I, until they called him like Buddy Johnson or something like that. Like they called him by name. And it's like this fucking guy, this fucking twenty-eight-year-old. And I say twenty-eight liberally because I'm saying twenty-eight in the early eighties. I think he looks older than I do. But we, you know. all, we all yeah. look young, like now. You know, like for this for this day and age. Speaking of day and age, um, when they're by the lockers and we meet Rosetta and she walks away, she says TTFA, and this is like, what does yeah, that mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, but then, but then, ta ta, and they're like, oh, ta ta for now. Did people say that? I don't know. Like this, that felt like a fever dream moment where I was like, that's yeah. Why are they using yeah? Why are they using MSN Messenger shorthand in the hallways at school? Yeah. Thanks for coming by, Murder Squad. I appreciate you. The, uh, the best part about that is the internet wouldn't be invented, like literally invented for commercial use for another at least 15 years from when this movie's set and another like 10 years from um, 
when the movie was made. So that's that's something that I noticed about that. Uh, then we have the old Cunningham. I wrote down Cunningham because I didn't know his name. So the new girl enters. This is the line that uh, Alex was talking about. <laughs> she looks smart, but has the body of a... Uh, I don't want to say that word. Uh, yeah, I'm I, not comfortable saying that word anymore either. It's kind of like left my vocabulary it, forever. It, the crazy thing is, like, it's not even a commentary on how she acts or dresses. No, it's just how it's she just, looks. It's yeah. just her. But she uh, she has the body of a woman. Is basically what he's like. <laughs> yeah. I looked up. I looked up Buddy's actor. By the way, Buddy is 24. That's the Whoa. actor is only okay. 24. So, that's so. so he, just so had a, a he was mainlining face. puberty yes. like way better than we were. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's is he like the front man of a fucking band or something? He's, I don't know that look. And uh, I wrote down for um, for Lee. I was like, no, they also just an adult playing a high schooler. Probably. I don't know how she was. I don't know how old she would have been at this point. But I'm like that. She. I've seen her in other stuff. I feel like. And she. I think she looked pretty young too. What though. about like, Bemis? Bemis is <laughs> that the guy mean? who? Is that the I don't know. It's the guy named Bemis. I don't know. There's a, one of the one of the goons in the squad. It's pronounced is... Dennis, Alex. <laughs> so Lee was thirty, or no, wait, she was born in sixty-three. I was doing math the she wrong was way. 20, she, was, yeah. she was twenty. Yeah, she was an adult-ish. Um, I don't know. I, I think that out of most of the actors, they all looked appropriately aged, except for. It's also difficult to tell with style, right? Like it's like True. the hair and everything, right? Well, I mean. I, this is the other weird thing is that like Lee and um, Arnie at the end, I see fucking twinks walking around the West end right now, wearing the clothes that they're wearing. <laughs> like, so it's all back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, right now, the, the nineties, nineties clothes are in vogue, um, which is, which is great because that's all the clothes that I own. So I look, I just look normal even though I'm pushing 40. Um, also, I want to have deep, meaningful sex with her. Who says things? Like that? <laughs> Who says things like that's that? romantic? Yeah, he thinks it's romantic, Jason. He says it out loud in front of two of his buddies. He's yeah. like, he, he's his eyes pop out, his tongue rolls out of his mouth at the same time. Yeah. Uh, right. So, in Buddy's crew, there's a guy I've never seen before, and then there's a guy that uh, that Peter Venkman electrocutes repeatedly in ghostbusters the guy oh yeah that is him there's a lot of oh yeah that's him in this movie by the way i was while i was watching it i'm like okay i i think this every time i watch it but i've never looked any of them up and i'm gonna try to not and just figure it out this time because it always because all of them are on screen for such a small amount of time that i never really uh it never clicks but it clicked a couple times this time. The old dudes, all the guys that were old, like the detective and the, and the guy that runs the garage. I well, remember. Harry Dean Stanton is he's a, he's, he's a he's around. He gets Stanton. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a question for you guys. You know, in the episode, was the old man in the junkyard the guy from Home Alone? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> was was Darnell the guy who worked at the old theater in Last Action Hero? Yes. 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 Okay. That's where I recognize him from. Was Reed. That was driving me. I, and I and I did the same thing as you, Steve. I'm like, I'm not looking it up. I'm <laughs> I like, need to figure then, out who it is. But yeah. then I had to pause the movie because I'm like, I'm not watching the movie anymore. I'm trying to remember this old man. I'm just man. picturing you like in your living room, staring at your TV, <laughs> it, like yeah, with this it old was, man. It was very much like that. Uh, and Did then the last one was the tall, skinny nerd who worked at the gas station who gets burned alive. The guy from the Bemis. second, the second, <laughs> the second Friday the Thirteenth movie, 
who also the animated character from Ratatouille. Yes. It's 19, yes, it is. It's 1982, so we don't have the internet yet, so we can't look yeah. it up is the problem. Yeah. Any Bemis heads in the chat? Any Bemis, Bemis. heads in the chat? Bemis and Butthead. Bemis and Boathead. The thing yeah. that I loved about Arnie's character is I'm fully convinced that in the episode of The Simpsons, um, where it's Homer in high school, Homer and Marge meet in high school, there's I think his name is Arnie. Who's who's the character in this? Arnie. I, it's Artie, right? And they Artie. Look, they look almost the same. They kind of talk the same. And I'm wondering because The Simpsons. Oh, Artie Zip or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the Simpsons writers pulled from so many different places that it's possible that this like cocky nerd was based off of post Christine Ernie. That's just a little. That's just a little bit of uh, one of these. I don't know. Artie Zip was a very very early Simpsons creation before they started uh, referencing everything. So he was also just... a lot more flamboyant. Than... Yeah, and he was also voiced by John Lovitz, so it's possible they were just. Basing it off of acting on him. Yeah. Okay. Well, you need to make me a sound for shut Sorry down. about your theory. Yeah. 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 It's going to be the sound of like a, a rifle going off and like a deer yeah. dying. How about this one? <laughs> Get out of here. Or you just have like a guitar riff for dun, 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 dun. And then it's me and Steve going, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So we get a little bit of a, uh, so I've been watching Oz recently and this next scene in the, uh, in the metal shop kind of reminded me of a, of prison rules where uh, buddy is messing with Arnie and um, Dennis is like, Hey, you stop that. And then buddy's like, what about this switchblade? <laughs> this fucking like six inch switchblade. Yeah. He goes full like crocodile hunters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, Dennis manages to fucking knock him out, but not before. Um, so we glossed over the beginning when we meet uh, the mom, which I think Stevie started to talk about a little bit. But he, yeah. she, I guess she just handed him a bag of yogurt or a, ba- a bag with a bag. Yeah, of yogurt lunch. In she it. said well, she's cold because there's yogurt in it. Yeah. It's like they wanted you to be, know that the yogurt was going to come out later, so you weren't <laughs> shocked when he yeah. stabs a plastic bag and yeah. or a garbage whatever. Maybe they, they maybe bag. they filmed that after, like they stabbed the lunch and yogurt comes out, <laughs> and people at a test audience was like, "What the what hell was is that?" that? Was that <laughs> Why was a lot of mayonnaise so... for a sandwich? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And an apple. <laughs> and an apple and a sandwich covered in this, this viscous liquid. I thought that was hilarious. Anyway, Buddy gets knocked out and the take no prisoners, take no shit shop teacher comes in or mechanic teacher or whatever they're doing. And he's just like, hey, you, you stop it there. And he's and Buddy's like, I'll fucking knock you out. He's like, no, you won't. I'll call the police. They're probably the same age. The shop <laughs> teacher and saying. Buddy. Yeah. Buddy looks like a young forty-five, and the shop teacher looks <laughs> yeah, like an yeah, old the shop twenty-eight. Teacher, yeah, he's just yeah, he's a guy in his thirties who balded pretty early, and yeah. yeah, I wrote this dude looks twenty-nine. This is the moment where I guessed his age, so I was pretty close. Uh, then they, this is where we meet. The next scene is they're driving home, kind of licking their wounds after this the scare. I well, I like that they didn't. You know, typically in movies like this, the nerd will lie. To be like, yeah, no, he doesn't have a knife, but, but I like De- it. But did. Dennis is De- the funny thing about Buddy is like, Dennis is like, he has a knife, and then and then the teacher's like, Arnie, does he have a knife? And then Arnie's <laughs> like, 
Yeah. It's like, yeah. You're dead, Arnie. Yeah. It's like oh, nothing. You. He has no problem with Dennis whatsoever over that. Even yeah. though Dennis like proactively brought up the knife. It's because he's scared of Dennis. Yeah, yeah, I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna <clears throat> yeah, cream one nerd, who are you gonna pick? <laughs> yeah. And oh sorry, that... I'm 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 not using the correct nomenclature from the uh from the uh the movie as um if you're gonna beat up one shitter one shitter. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we should just start saying shitter for everything. Yeah, because yeah. they did. The great... I like that. That's also part of the weird brain infection is that he starts saying shitter, right? Like, like constantly, he... like so, it's... like way too much. Did people well, say shitter? These or, are shitters. Like, that's a, see that, and that's that's another one of them. Where well, I'm I think like, it's I'm the... watching it. I'm like, did people in the late seventies when it takes place, or early eighties when it was filmed, just call everyone shitter because they say it? Every... I think it, I think it's the car because like the old man, <laughs> Mister LeBay, he's calling everything shitter all the time, right? He's like, the only the only kind of people around here are this kind of shitters, and then you're like, okay, and then he, <laughs> he calls he says shitter again later, and then Artie, Arnie starts saying shitter randomly yeah. out of nowhere, and, and that's and then he also starts quoting uh, LeBay later on in the movie when he says like that's the best smell in the world, maybe next to mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the female reproductive organs. Something north of the shitter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that line out too, so I'll say it with what you said, but there is a little bit more to it. Which well, is and that's the thing is that I think the car is it has an effect, but it, the weird thing is the book, the car is possessed by the serial killer, whereas this, it's just the car has its own sentience. So why is the car calling everybody shitter? Why, is the car, why does yeah. the car think It's the first that, word it heard. Yeah. First word it heard. And why like is the car? Someone on the assembly line is like, "Wow, well, watch this car for a second. I gotta go use a shitter." It's and then this, Christine just imprinted shitter, shitter. It's shitter. clearly everybody uh, in here is a shitter. It's clearly possessed by um, Charles Lee Ray. Yeah. <laughs> this is a prequel to Chucky, where the a car got Charles Lee Ray first. The uh, this is that uh, perfect. This is a point where they're driving home, like I said, licking their wounds, and they find they just drive by a deteriorating car. And immediately, uh, Arnie is like, "Yeah, that's my that's my new girlfriend right there." And he's like, oh, "A car?" He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna buy that immediately." It's like what? And then we get the uh, the crazy old man from from every Stephen King story <laughs> trope guy. He doesn't soothsay quite yet, but he does come out, and he's basically like, he's basically like. That's when they said the name of the movie in the movie. That's the car, Christine. Her name's Christine. And once again, buying her, I'll sell her three hundred dollars, but I'll give you two hundred and fifty dollars. Seems fair. And then he's like, "I three hundred dollars," and he's like, "Yeah, three hundred dollars." Yeah, he just sticks <laughs> to that. Yeah, yeah, sure. That must. And have... He's wearing like a weird back brace type thing it almost looks yeah. like a straight jacket <laughs> yeah yeah or like a, like a, a parachute device that holds a parachute <laughs> to your body but it doesn't have the parachute on it all you need to know Noel, uh, leon is a uh, haunted car teen romp stephen king i don't know if that's how i would describe it but okay well they asked in the chat what this movie's about and said i i guess i should have been here for the recap which we didn't really do this time we're just sort yeah. of hitting the Hitting the road, buddy. Well, the movie didn't even, to be fair, give us a recap. It's just like it showed us a car and then the car started killing people. And you're like, okay, okay, I follow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, up to different... this point, it's killed one person. Yeah, one guy that's true, and, that's true. and horribly and, and wounded. Four another. fingers. Yeah. Plays a different 50s song every time it's when it wants to communicate with you, also. 
Uh, classic old man suits there, but he doesn't warn them. <laughs> right, he doesn't warn them. He wants to get well, rid he of the car. Well, he wants to get rid of the car. Remember, yeah. later yeah. on, we learn that the car keeps coming back. So I th- him transferring the pink slip and ownership and, I guess, care to another person stops Christine from coming back to him, right? Yeah. Because he, he also says, like, don't bring it back here. I'm going to sell this shithole and buy a condo. <laughs> buy a condo. <laughs> Which were, like, new at the, the time. The first I condo, feel. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sell this piece of shit, and I'm going to go invent the condo. <laughs> now every single person lives in a condo, whether it's an apartment or a condo. Yeah. It's just the way they make um, small. But and then he now. bought a, a condo next to the McAllister residence. <laughs> So that's the guy. What? That's the old man that he's afraid of in the Home shovel Alone? man. Yeah, yeah, the shoveler. Wow. He shovels well. He shovels very <laughs> that's well. That's a different movie, Steve. <laughs> oh right, yeah. No, it's Old Man Marley from uh, <laughs> from uh, yeah Home Alone. The yeah, that's Salt the Home Alone guy. of it all. Yeah. Who? Well, the Home Alone connections in this movie run deep. The thing that I love about that is the fact that um, in Home Alone, he actually saves the day, and Kevin does all that shit to to Harry and Marv, and then. He just the dude just bashes their faces in with a shovel. <laughs> yeah, After all yeah. that, they're weak to shovels. <laughs> Bricks to the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Head exploded. Yeah. Paint can, paint can, paint can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't right. bring a paint can to a shovel fight. Yeah, exactly. That's fucking clip that, buddy. That's funny. Uh, Arnie's mom, they take the car home or they try to take the car home. Arnie's basically like, I, I, I can buy the car, but I can't register it. Can you do? And she's like, Nope, I'm the hardest ass in film history. And then, uh, essentially he storms out and buys the car anyway. Yeah. But it was the late seven, like the late seventies. Why didn't he just bring like four cigarettes to the DMV and get the car registered? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like no one would care. That's true. Yeah. The fake idea is just like him he writes 18 on a piece of paper <laughs> yeah yeah in crayon yeah, in crayon. yeah. he just brings buddy with him <laughs> sorry at this point it's it's more so about keeping the car at the house also so this is that's where, true yeah this is where we get uh darnell's is that the name of the the car place darnell, darnell's. yeah yeah it's the old man guy who works there and he also works at a movie theater <laughs> ripping magical tickets from Houdini up. Yeah. And he's much nicer when he's at the when he's at the yeah, theater. Yeah, he's much yeah. more lovely. Well that's sure. the job he loves. He hates working at the, <laughs> yeah. the scrapyard. Yeah. Uh, he loves chewing though. Yeah. Yeah. And likes kids. It's kind of creepy either way. The kid the guy at the garage talks about a former owner uh kind of alluding to potentially the car who killed himself. He doesn't give all the details at this point, but this is sort of our first our first inkling that this car has a history that the town. Doesn't he describe him as saying he was so bad you could pour boiling water down his throat and he would piss ice cubes? <laughs> a line I've never heard before. I'm like, is that a saying? That's a lot of things in this movie are like, is that a saying? Is that something yeah, people yeah. say? Or just Stephen King was all coked out or drunk yeah. or a combination yeah. of both and was like, yeah, that'll get the readers reading. Uh, <laughs> Shitters fucking shitters the uh the thing that i also love there's a trope that comes up here this is the the comedy and the levity that's sprinkled throughout this movie actually it's it's closer to a comedy than a horror in a lot of ways and and one of the best parts that i like to see in movies is when somebody calls a nerd hey you punk i think that that make that tickles me every time and he does he calls already a punk he gets in his face he calls him a creep he calls him a creep he's like <laughs> one of you two people here creeps i you might both be creeps yeah, this my creep detector is going through the roof over here <laughs> but he's off the scale 
He basically just agrees to allow um, them to keep the car there, but no smoking, which I think is foreshadowing. I think. Uh, yeah. I thought. Yeah. Also, also, you know, alluding to the fact that he just drove in and created the biggest giant cloud <laughs> of smoke behind his car ever. I'm going to read this without uh, proofreading it, but Crandance wants to know, did you guys think about how the romance between the car and the boy hints at the existence of Cussy? <laughs> this is de- yikes this is decades before the series cars brought the concept into the mainstream zeitgeist though it was really neat to think about <laughs> thanks oh Grant, man. man i'm glad that i didn't uh didn't proofread that uh no it's uh you know like the bussy we used to call yeah. our fans the bugussy gang but i haven't said that in a while but that was a ghost the bugussy was a ghost <laughs> that's true <laughs> Yeah, Good that ghost. It was like you know, Bagul, <laughs> except it was like a Bagul. Cussy is the only thing that smells better than a new car. <laughs> there we go. That's our that's our way around it. Except <laughs> for maybe Cussy. <laughs> yeah. I explained it, Leon. It's not. It's, it is an important line. I just don't want to say it out loud because it's gross. But it's important because Arnie says it again later because he's fully been possessed by the car at this point. That's why it's important. So let's never say it again. <laughs> yes agreed uh no smoking uh oh yeah i was like is this guy based off don rickles and then i was like don rickles could easily play I've this just character. played this role yeah yeah uh leon why where, what do you mean see you guys <laughs> i don't think the conversation is very uh <laughs> no it's it, appealing it, it's yeah. not appealing yeah. Uh, the cussy is just the car's vagina. Car, mm-hmm. car, it's a portmanteau. Exactly. Um, right. So the car, he's just going to stack new parts onto this old dirty frame, which I thought was like a funny thought. We don't know yet that the car has like regenerative properties, <clears throat> I guess. Um, and then he's like, you can polish a turd. That's the thing. That's one of the ones that I was like, is that the first time that was ever said? Because no, no, that's a that's like cowboys used to say that shit. Yeah, true. Um, earlier, as soon as there was turds, they were saying it. You can polish that if you want to. Caveman times. Yeah, that's like the booga That's like the nerd trope uh, that we were talking about earlier. Uh, uh, Squid monster what was his name. Monster Squid was saying that you know that nerd trope comes from like black and white movies too, right? So old, old movies. I guess Christine is uh, about just going to do Ar- Artie's bidding. Uh, this garage is going to get it first. The garage guy is going to get it first, I bet, is what I wrote down. He doesn't. He does get No, it. because I think that Christine is acts out of self-preservation and not out of, like... Pure malice. Like I said, like, it's not evil. She, she's not looking to murder people. She just... The reason she killed him... <clears throat> is because she needed to regenerate without him seeing. And also he had a shotgun and she was probably worried he was going to shoot her. I mean, I was curious too about like, while he was building the car, did it just like, was he watching it regenerate? Did he know, or did he have to build? Maybe the he car had to once? earn it. Maybe, maybe, maybe him fixing it. Like, you know, I, you know what I mean? Got her to a level that she could regenerate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking that's too. Was like thinking. she, she can't regenerate from being all rusted and and in disrepair because she doesn't have that love that she needs. I think it's like the power of love is what yeah. heals her. They had the bonding, the the uh, repair montage that mm-hmm. kind of 
kind of paired them, you know? Yeah. Well, we get a little bit of a time jump here because then we get the we get sort of the car coming around. We get a conversation between um, Darnell and uh, Ernie where he's essentially like, you know, kid, don't expect anything from me. But if you want to do some odd jobs around here, maybe, you know, you could you could pick my cars over for more parts because Ernie's just rebuilt a car from his junkyard, essentially. It's like, oh, so you know what? Maybe I'll give you a little bit of money. And uh, that was kind of a heartwarming moment, too. So maybe that's yeah. why he wasn't on. Yeah, and I think he just wants to be tough on him to toughen him up maybe a bit. Yeah, he's... don't expect anything, but I will give you free stuff and money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will give if you a you, job. If you swap out the empty toilet paper rolls. Every <laughs> yeah, once in a yeah, while. yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. Since my, <laughs> I've, I've been just picking toilet paper off the ground since my wife died. <laughs> but he, like at that moment, he's like, well, I have to think about it. And he yells in his face. Uh, don't think about it too long. I'll throw you on your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at school, they're perving on the new girl in the uh, in the library, and Dennis is like, "Hey, watch this. I'll go get a number and get a number. I bet you a buck or whatever." Yeah, right? I yeah. do. I do like that she shoots everybody down. That's kind of, but even though we don't really see it until Dennis does it. It's like the other guys, you can already kind of imagine what those scenarios were like, so you don't need to see them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you you half expect him to be successful because of that first glance they gave each other when she first arrived at school. But he's also not awful. No, he's not a bad guy, which is good. <laughs> yeah. But he does. He does sort of when on that first car ride to school, he does sort of imply that he's he kind of goes through everybody. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the his That's class just classic Dennis, just a real Dennis move. And the la- the second and last <laughs> time we see Rosetta is during this, where she's just looking at him longingly. <laughs> she might be in the football part as well. Yeah, she gets worried when he gets broke, broken. But like, I was wondering if maybe she she was a cutting room floor, or if the the mood of the movie does change significantly at one point. So it's kind of like, let's just cut all the other tertiary characters from the teen drama part and let's just focus on this car now mm-hmm. which we're coming up to we're, we're we're making it through this movie pretty this i like john carpenter movies because they're really to the point there's not too much yeah. to like speculate on and if you think about it too hard it's almost like overkill he doesn't waste time and I, in fact right here i wrote I find the non-car stuff kind of boring by comparison. Not like yeah. unwatchable or, or bad or anything. I was just like, what about that car, though? <laughs> hey, yeah. Is the car doing anything right now? <laughs> when the car's, yeah, not, when the on car's the not on screen, people should be saying, where's Christine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's great. Oh, uh, man. I theorized that at this point, too. And when, when he's like, would you like to go dancing with me? And she's like, no, I already have a date. Arnie's already done yeah. done all the stuff behind the scenes. He's already like been like, oh, the new girl. I got this car. I, I'm you know I got my turtleneck and my red coat on. I got my lipstick. I'm gonna ask her out on a date. She's enthralled by my, my eyes are better. My eyes yeah. are better. I don't need glasses anymore. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Is like it's also making him stronger, right? It's making him more confident, but it's also like Confidence. literally improving his body. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, cool. so when Jason earlier said it's like Spider-Man three, and you said he was wrong, I don't know. I didn't. I said it was black. I didn't his, say it was, his, his eyes wrong. get I better. Said, this is much better. 
less goofy. I wrote it down. You said you said Jason, you're stupid and wrong. Right, oh, stupid. I, I might have said that. Yeah. I, I, that's what Steve said. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Talk to Steve. Steve, call me stupid again, <laughs> right to my face, and I didn't even notice it. Yeah. Again. Sorry. Yeah. Again. <laughs> again. It'll happen at least once or twice more this episode. Yeah, probably. I have a lot of harebrained. I'm starting I'm... to lose my voice, and I don't like it. Ideas. Um. Uh, yeah. Hope you find it. I can't. Um. I like that we see this transformation off screen, though. Like we don't see it happening. Like we don't get a until he rolls up. Yeah. In the, in the mirror, being like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if no, Sam like Raimi it. made this movie, he, there would be a scene like the uh, <laughs> either like the when he first realizes he's shooting webs everywhere, or like the third one when uh, Venom is losing the the suit and he's just like, ah! I feel like you. Are drastically undercutting Sam Raimi as a as a director here. No, you I know, know that he's also a master of horror. I I know I, the Spider Man <laughs> movies are goofy by comparison to his. Like I love Spider Man one and two, but they're goofy superhero movies compared to his like awesome horror stuff. That's yeah. What I'm saying is that this is a horror movie and not a goofy Spider Man movie. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Listen, I love Spider Man, but Spider Man three has a whole whack of problems. The part here is uh, Ernie at the table and just telling his parents to just fuck off, basically. He's, Literally. He's become yeah. a badass. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I wrote the mom is also going to get killed. Spoilers. No parents die in yeah. this movie. Um, and I, I did make a note that I like that the car is making him cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in that same scene, Dennis is just <laughs> slamming a giant glass of milk. Which yep. I was like, Ugh. I like milk too, but you don't drink a yeah. glass of milk these days. I don't know what that not means. Not on camera, anyway. Not on camera. <laughs> yeah. It means you're a villain. Or at least you don't admit, admit it to the internet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't talk about how you love milk, but pretend like you don't. Yeah. Uh, Dennis goes, Dennis then is like, so the mom is basically like, what the hell is up with him? And he's like, I don't know, man. I told him not to buy the car. It's out of my hands. And she's like, well, I don't like it. Uh, he's, and she says, oh, well, you didn't try hard enough. And he's like, I, I tried to get him not to do it. And then she says, you didn't try hard enough. And then he's literally like, the home. same. But then, <laughs> but then when they're pulling into the garage, he's like, if you sold that piece of shit to him, kid, you got, you must, you better feel pretty fucking guilty about yourself. And he's like, I tried to get him not to buy it. And he's like, well, you didn't try hard enough. <laughs> people, people just keep saying the same lines over and over, which is yeah, a, kind of a theme. It's in all movie. on Dennis. Yeah, it's all Dennis's fault. Yeah, the, the mom. This is this is the part of the thing about the town knowing about this car too, where the mom is like, the former owner uh, died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Also, and then he goes to the old man who kind of gives the exposition dump of like his his brother, the brother's wife, who the daughter, the daughter who all died because of this car in various ways, mostly suicide. And, uh, well, the, the daughter got choked, right? She choked inside the car. Much like yeah. it tries to do to Lee, like, coming up here pretty soon. Um, and essentially, like, the car, the guy, the, this is, I guess they tried to put a little bit of the book into the movie because he does mention that the car would do the brother's bidding for him a little bit. Yeah, there, there's a lot of the book in the movie. It's not completely different. It's just they, they removed a lot of the darkness that existed from the book in order to make the movie a little bit more lighthearted and not just be like a real downer because <laughs> like literally everybody in his life except for Dennis 
is a complete abuse of shit to him. Yeah, they're, they're all shitters. They're all everybody. Shitters. That's why later when he's like, "Who's a shitter?" and he's like, "Everybody, all of them. They're all shitters." Because <laughs> they are in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this, his parents are rough and they're kind of overly strict, but they're also just being parents. They're also the parents of a kid who seems like he is habitually shit on. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like they're protective of him because he's a because fucking he's a dweeb nerd. who yeah. obviously gets bullied by thirty-year-old men in shop class. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's with, a part where he's fucking like, switchblades. How many yeah. times do like, you uh, fail high school before they're like, you gotta go to all right, go to trade school. Yeah. Just yeah. keep going to shop. Just take <laughs> shop every period. Yeah. You're now the shop teacher. Yeah, yeah. that's how shop teachers pension. are actually born. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a there's a moment even where uh, sorry where. Uh, he goes to his mom. This is this is to your point, Alex, where he's like, you wanted to meet me to be in the chess club instead of band. And you're like, those are both like kind of equally nerdy things. <laughs> it's like it's not like he was trying to do something dangerous. Right. Yeah. He wanted to play the trombone. And his mom was like, no, 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 no. You need to learn yeah. about castling your rook. Or what whatever. if you get struck by lightning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and she was like so against them taking sh- uh, shop. Yeah, and he he makes it seem like it's embarrassing to them for some reason, like they're socialites or something. But we see no evidence of this. It's yeah, I, I assume just, it's just because she didn't want him to want him to be around rough characters. Maybe or maybe she thought he wasn't cut out for it. Even though he he really fixes up that car nice. Yeah. He does. Like he, he that shop of... teacher needs recognition. He taught he, does, he yeah. taught that little dweeb how to fix a car. I'll tell you. There should have been a heartwarming moment where the shop class teacher shows up at the garage and he says, "Yeah, he, or he should have done, been at the football game. Job, he should have Bonnie. had yes. like a knowing nod at the football game where he's just like, yeah. yeah, I yeah. taught him that. I also taught him how to kiss. He's also the he, <laughs> <laughs> see that lipstick. I taught him how to put that on. Uh, put it on him. <laughs> yeah, but he is also the football coach. I don't know if you noticed that when he get when Dennis gets." Crumpled. I did not notice that. Yeah, no. I didn't, but that's coach. that's a pretty standard trope in high school movies where it's like, and then they'll have to like substitute math and be like, I don't know what the math, I don't know one plus but two. One plus usually... one equals <laughs> car. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't usually the phys ed teacher the, the football coach? Or maybe he's also the phys ed he's teacher. Probably yeah, also well, he's probably also the phys ed teacher. It's a small town, right? There's probably yeah. seven teachers at the school. He does all of like the stereotypical, you know, like, yeah. Um, Male boy classes, teacher classes. Yeah, yeah. Those boy are, classes. Those boy, the boy classes. <laughs> I took. Uh, we didn't. I don't know if you guys had ridiculous. shop, but we had a thing where like it was a co-op where we went to another school for shop class for one year. Like just that was all the shop I ever got, and all we made, we made like a little shelf and we made a, a like a frying pan because they, they okay. wanted teachers to use the metal bender. Yeah, and yeah. I remember we made our we made our pans and walking home. I was super into wrestling. I was one of those kids running around yelling "suck it" and loved no. wrestling. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm a as a kid, as a kid, you were into wrestling. Okay, I follow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and by the time we got home, the pan, the frying pans we had made were all bent to shit because we were yeah. hitting each other on the back and the head with them, having an anywhere in the neighborhood wrestling match. All right. At our school, shop was taught by. Mr. Uh, Mr. Lawson. Lawson, yeah. He's and like a, a little Mr. Scottish Mr. man. He was no, he wasn't just a Scott little Scottish man. If you were to depict Mr. Lawson in a movie or a TV show, uh people would say that you were racist. 
because he was basically like the most over the top caricature of a Scottish person ever. Yeah. He was yeah. basically like It's uh, a great like, great day for soccer. Yeah, he was basically great, great like a dwarf, but like not like like a Tolkien dwarf. He was, yeah. Well, I mean yes, my he mom was is quite my short. Is, my mom is Scottish, so like I, I'm very familiar with the accent and he had a, a more hardcore accent than my mom even and my mom has a Scottish accent and I was like, "Holy moly." He used to jump onto his desk and scream and stuff. He used to make you do push-ups if you were like 30 seconds late. You were, it was, you would do, if for every minute you were late, you had to do a push up or stay after school. Why is this getting, es yeah. why is this escalating? <laughs> this guy's he was and crazy. he had a hammer. Speaking yeah. of dwarven stereotypes, <laughs> he, he would had walk a bulky hammer because <laughs> people would fall asleep in his class and he would smash. go up and he would smash the desk with the hammer. One of those. Yeah. Eh? I remember yeah. this. I only yeah, took was, one semester of this. I, yeah, I did he was not crazy as a shithouse rat, dude. But yeah. He was wicked. Well, because like the first year you had to take either that or there was another optional course you could yeah, take you could other take than that. Computer science as like a tech course. Well, this yeah, is interesting. So I, I took that as well. Leon in the chat is saying they had design and technology where they drew blueprints. That's what, I think that's what it was. Right? Made a hydraulic pump. That we didn't. In well, we made we, we used lathes have... and stuff. Well, there was I also... used a lathe to make a pen, and yeah, it had to yeah. have a thread so you could screw the pen. Did we you? Also made uh, very few switchblades though, compared to. <laughs> Christine, <laughs> were your high school shop like? Were they like adult credits? Like, were they special classes, or were they more? No, they were just traditional. No. It was part. You had to take a, a a technology course in the first year of high school, and you could take this this. It wasn't a shop class. It was design and technology, where you were okay. learning how to how to you know read blueprints to make things. So we made those pens. We made some rockets. We made we made yeah. a, a couple of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a shop class in our high school though, but I never took it. There's that random hallway that smelt of gasoline where all the cars yeah yeah, yeah 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 where yeah. all the buddies hung out the cool buddies the cool buddies yeah i bet we, buddy, called, them, we called them derricks i bet buddy yeah, yeah. <laughs> i bet buddy liked to do really terrible things at house parties yeah we wanted to get into that uh dennis breaks into the garage after he talked to the old man and immediately the car plays a song like uh you keep a knocking but you can't get in which mm -hmm. i thought was chef's kiss and then he's like oh fuck cars aren't supposed to talk and runs out of there the car knows i'm trying to get in <laughs> the least secure building in the world yeah yeah Just I has giant giant windows that you can walk through i wrote dennis tries to futz with the car which is like i don't use the word futz so maybe my head went straight 50s with that as well and uh yeah you get spooked that would be your there. nickname in the in the 50s Jason. Yeah. hey futz get hey, over futz. here hey, jason futz, hey, futz. Get over here. You got to some explain. Show me one of your wrestling moves, Futz. <laughs> I, I don't want to, guys. Please give stop. him the frying pan, Futz. <laughs> Please stop swirling me. Yeah. I was a huge nerd. I think that the next scene is the football game. Oh, did you guys catch the extremely racist uh, Indian headdress kids? Yeah, absolutely. Um,. I mean, they, it's racist. Yeah, like and it, it is. It, yeah, it, I don't know. I didn't really get the vibe that it was played as racist. Like, it was like look, look how ridiculous this is. Because I feel like that kind of that kind of thing only became like people started commenting on it and being like, yeah, you can't do that more. For sure. More recently, like more in the '90s and early. Yeah, 2000s. they're whatever I mean, their team was. They were the somethings. Yeah, and I, I think it I'm was not like... going to go through any of the somethings they might have been, <laughs> yeah. but they were something. 
Yeah. yeah, it's also one of those things where it's always been a problem, but it's it's now becoming accepted more nationally and internationally as a problem where we're all kind of like, Ugh, let's yeah, change it was it it's to... always been a problem, but before <laughs> back then it was their problem. And that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like back yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, for sure. That was a thing that was pretty common in the in eighties movies. I think I think in Meatballs or Revenge of the Nerds that stuff happens too. Revenge of the Nerds is like the Revenge of the Nerds. I don't yeah. ever want to like do that. You're not making that show, episode because I don't, I don't think. know how to, it's a land. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of of movies that I've uh, vetoed in the past, and uh, that, <laughs> yeah. one's, on, that do, one's on the list. We can't do Ace Ventura because the the main plot is like yeah, extremely transphobic. Sure. We could Absolutely. do Ace Ventura too. Yeah, na- what nature calls. Yeah, it's less it's less problematic, and even the problematic stuff is not that bad. I mean, mm. it's still bad comparatively. But it's not comparatively not as bad yeah. yeah yeah for sure like in show like in showgirls how they have a there's a version of showgirls that kind of tones it down a bit uh they should make a version of that of ace ventura but you can't really because you can't cut around where they, they yeah, cut, yeah yeah where there's no antagonist in the movie oh yeah the, the movie just cuts off 20 minutes at the end and you're like what happened the, the, like, at the very the end it's like it was finkel was killed on the way back to his home planet <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh man I like don't even want to like. I'm sorry to dwell on it, but I like don't even want to watch Ace Ventura. Like I don't even. I watched want it to. recently just to uh, to evaluate the situation, and yep, nope, we're not yep, doing no. it. Yeah. I don't want to ever talk about that movie on the internet. Well, it's it's gone yeah. forever. Yeah. If there's one Ace Ventura movie, alrighty and a, then, in a cartoon show, I think there was a cartoon show and a kid, one where he's a kid. There's a third one where he's a second one where he's a kid. Ernie rolls up with the new Christine. Um, I have no idea how he got it to be that beautiful. And Christine, then, Christine, I wrote, Christine, Christine, do up, shoo Holy shit! Ernie has a date with the new girl. What a reveal! They're kissing. Insane. What? And yeah. that that like, I wasn't expecting it. I don't know if you guys were expecting it, but I can't. When she said, "I already have a date," I was like, hey, "It's Ernie." I yeah. didn't even. I didn't yeah, know what this not movie even on your really radar, was right? yet. No. Yeah, I, I didn't. Well, yeah, I was genuinely shocked by it. I thought it was a great like mid nice. mid movie well, twist. I'm, yeah, good. Yeah, um, <clears throat> during the the repair montage, you can see that Arnie is like slowly changing, right? Like right. his hair is getting nicer, his glasses are gone, getting offer. Yeah, he's he's dressing a little bit better, but it's not like we said, like the Spider Man transformation where he is instantly. <clears throat> looks in the mirror and is like, I have superpowers now. Yeah, yeah. I'm stronger and better and more charismatic. Uh, yeah, he but, does reach an apex of coolness where he is cool, yeah. Where whereas Peter Parker was just like a loser and then he's just like, oh, I'm a different kind of loser right away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but even the way that that entire sequence is shot is really good. Um, I like that you see it from such a distance and you're slowly getting closer from the perspective of Dennis uh, having to catch this football. But also, it's got this music that's playing that is weirdly kind of like sad and scary at the same time. It's like spooky scary. Sad. Because he's realizing. He's realizing. Like a werewolf bar mitzvah. (laughs) Yeah, spooky scary. Um, And he gets crumpled. This is where he gets crumpled. He gets rocked so fucking hard that it breaks... (laughs) His le- his knee shatters. I guess his goes into like kind of like a knocked out coma thing. Well, he was almost yeah. paralyzed, is what they say. Yeah, oh, if yeah, it was right. one centimeter off, I'd be paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah, the and next we... 
the next scene is Arnie going to see him in the hospital. He brings him a book of 500 dirty limericks. Yeah, I'm like, show us one. Give us <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. He didn't even rhyme. There once a was a man dirty... from Nantucket. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, what did he do? What did he do? What did he do? There once was a man named Hitter. Oh, <laughs> he was a real big shitter. <laughs> Say more. Um, he pulled out his gun and got him some yum and sucked on a bean and can shitter. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> damn it. I rhymed shitter with shitter. Damn. damn classic. Uh, <laughs> so... I rhymed shitter with shitter. This is the worst limerick book ever. <laughs> this is the first one? Holy That's a shit. cutting room floor. That's actually where he got shitter from. Every, li- every one of the limericks yeah. rhymed shitter with shitter. 500 shitter limericks. Uh-huh. Each more shittier than the last. So the this whole sequence, there's something that bothers me, and it's that this. I mean, it bothers me right up until the end when it doesn't bother me anymore. And it's that Dennis's foot is in frame, and it's just like almost the same size as Arnie, right? Like the the force <laughs> yeah. perspective is like Arnie right next to this giant foot, and I'm I'm kind of like squeamish around feet. I don't know why. I just don't really like them, especially when you're like forced to stare at it for a long time. Well, it's good to yeah. know you're not a foot pervert. So yeah. Then they they have this moment where I'm like, was this improv? Was this planned? It must have been planned, I guess, because Dennis takes a little drink from one of those little plastic cups, crumples it, and throws it at Arnie. Arnie, while talking, joking around, he then puts the cup on his, on his toe. toe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that and I was like, have, thank God they improvised. Covered him up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I noticed that. That was too. for Steve. <laughs> yeah. Take this. There's one thing that makes me squeamish. It's not a man being cut in half by Christine, it's a big toe in the frame. Forcing me to look at it. I don't like it. Um, so What's, this conversation here is where we also start to learn that like Arnie has now gained a little bit of introspection as well right. as confidence. I have a and, question about the line that he says. So they have that back and forth. He Dennis kind of confronts him about Lee. And then as he's leaving the room, Arnie looks back and says, isn't it strange that part of being a parent is trying to kill your kids? Yeah. What? I think what he means by that is like try to kill the child in the kid and turn them into an adult. So the only oh. way to turn them into an adult is to kill the child, sort of thing. Yeah, and just that his and his parents are smothering him and Yeah. And they're you know, they're they're trying to teach him responsibility by giving him less responsibility, which is like a fucked up way of parenting, and they're essentially, you know, chaining him to their their path that they've decided for him, which seems like he's been following up until Christine comes into his life, right? Yeah, they're hel- well. The mom is a helicopter parent, and then the dad is like the biggest pushover. And then when it he- all started when he took shop. Yeah, yeah. shop his was love of cars. His parents were right. He yeah. should not have taken shop. He would have been fi- everything would have been fine. Yeah, I'm on mom and dad's side for this yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. Christine yeah. is a bad influence. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he would have driven back that past Christine. He'd been, I can't fix that shit. Yeah. He would have just kept going. You just have a big book of dirty limericks in his lap. Where he <laughs> yeah, wouldn't even yeah. have noticed it. Christine would be in a condo parking lot somewhere. <laughs> the old man is wandering around the parking lot trying to shell Christine <laughs> off on people. Like, hey, only three hundred dollars. And then the movie's just get about out your checkbook. A haunted yeah. limerick book. I'll take two fifty <laughs> yeah, for it. Yeah. Yeah. That just says racial slurs for some reason. Yeah. Uh, so we we go to the we gotta have if you're gonna have a car in a movie you gotta have a drive-in movie sequence uh so we get to which has one of the best cinematic moments that i think i've seen this movie fuck man wait till you wait till you hear my glowing review um how glowing is it is it as glowing as the interior of christine during this sequence pretty much 
Yeah. It's raining. It's shitty out. They're in the car getting hot and heavy. They're touching up on each other. And it's, you know, all very innocent. Um, but she gets out and bails. And she, she runs over to the concession stand. And, and Arnie chases her. And, he, and she's basically just like, you like that car more than you like me. I can't, you know, I touched the, mm. I touched the dashboard. He told me to not do that. Which we don't really get a sense of until she says it. It's kind of a... Mm-hmm kind of a i felt like she was kind of raining on his parade a bit like he put a lot of work in it if if you don't take it in the context of i know i'm watching a movie about a car that kills people yeah you're kind of like well like yeah i mean he likes the car a lot like he look what he did to it i think we're you know meant I mean? to still be a little bit on our side at this point maybe that's yeah. kind of why they do i was kind of because yeah do... i mean it, the idea that like if you were if you were to have in your pocket at all times a picture of what Christine looked like before he fixed it and be like, listen, this is why I'm so protective. Look at what the car looked like then and look at it now. Yeah, like Um, you can love something that you put that much work into. We've we've been given no indication because we haven't seen anything uh, to this point. We will see him be very obsessive about the car, but to this point she's just out of nowhere being like you care about that car more than you care about me and then he's like, girls are supposed to be jealous of other girls, not of cars and that's sort of like that's sort of the turn because after this they go back to the car Arnie gets uh, locked out for a sec, like Arnie gets out or she gets in first I think and then the doors lock and then it lights up no, the window wiper breaks and he has oh, to go yes. to fix it. Oh, right. yeah, and he's like um, he goes. He goes. Oh shit! Like something crazy <laughs> yeah, happened. Yeah, I was like, what yeah. the? So that spontaneous just got stuck. Windshield man. wiper <laughs> destruction. Yeah. There's your first sort of. Th- then you see how obsessive he is. I guess that's a good yeah. little. That was a good little storytelling beat. I guess. Yeah. But it's also. But that's for... also Christine being obsessed with him. Like yeah. snap shit. Like obviously the car did that right, to get were... him out of the car. Yeah. Because she mentions later during this that, like, every time we start kissing, like, the car will stall or, like, you know, then that happens. And when he gets out, the car goes bright, which is a really cool scene, really cool way to show this. Because your mind, an old 50s song where the lyrics are like, your mind is playing on the radio. She starts choking her popcorn. He's trying to get in. And then... You, you start to see the cracks in Arnie's like obsession and his obsessive tendencies or because of the car happen when a guy notices it from another car over and is able to get the door open and she falls into his arms and he gives her the Heimlich. And I don't think this was, I think this was on purpose. They shot it in a weird kind of like it, he was just giving her the Heimlich, but they, it looked kind of bad. And I think it was meant. Yeah. To be it was like, he was his, like, well, well, while I'm here. Yeah. It, it, I think it was meant to be from, <laughs> Arnie's point of view. Arnie's perspective, yeah, where it's like this guy's being a creep or he's whatever. He's taking advantage of this girl who's who's got but he, you know, she she just her life is saved. And then when they're when they get back to the her house, he's like, you know, you didn't even try to help me. And he's like, that guy was all over you. I was trying and he's like, No, that guy saved my life, which you didn't. You all you cared mm-hmm. about was your stupid car. How was I supposed to know he was gonna do the Heimlich maneuver? I could have done I the could have done the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> It's not. A, it's kind of a time-sensitive thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't you just ask me? Yeah, jeez. Yeah. I can't read all your thoughts. She's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like the do the Heimlich on the radio in the car. <laughs> he was. He definitely did not try to get in her car side either. Like he was no. only trying to get into his side. Yeah, yeah. I'll try a couple more times. Yeah. 
I didn't even I didn't even like recognize that. I thought one like, thing that I really I, li- I really like the way that this entire sequence is shot though as well because the, everything glows brightly, right? So it completely illuminates her inside, and then you get those nice shots of the car in the rain with the interior glowing so brightly um, that anybody in the drive-in would be able to to see what's going on there and would probably be distracted by it from the movie. Um, which is why this man would run over to in the first place, would see her choking inside. But then it also cuts to shots from inside the car and every, all the sound on the exterior of the car is being like completely muted. So like him banging on the windows, him screaming, you can't hear any of it. You just hear the music and that's sort of like the sound of the glowing, I guess. Um, it's really, it's really good. And it's pretty spooky. Pretty, it's pretty, pretty spooky. spooky. It's a, it's yeah. one of the freakier moments of like a lot of the murders are very car hits person. Um, yeah, they get, there's a couple of, uh, there's one that I love. Yeah. But for, for the most part, this is one where the car is like using its psychic powers to make her choke on popcorn. Yeah. I don't really know how it works, but like she chokes on a piece of a hamburger or something and you're like, okay, but how, (laughs) how did this happen? Uh, it would have been great. I mean, this would have been too comedic, but like if it made the popcorn fall over and it like went to the the AC vent <laughs> and just shot it directly into her mouth. Yeah. That would be funny. Uh but no. And the, why didn't it just kill her with carbon monoxide? <laughs> Cuz that takes a long time. True. Man. It takes yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah. True. Have the time. <laughs> and we we get another really good like he gets in the car to try to drive off after dropping Lee off. The car stalls. And then he's like, come on, I'm sorry. Like, you know, it won't happen again. And then the car starts playing like a, I don't know why I love you, but I do kind of a song, Mm. which is, which was a nice little touch. I fucking, I think my favorite thing about this movie is the songs that the car plays. Like when it plays Karina Karina later, when it, when it's going after the first goon, it's Mm -hmm. like playful in a way. Yeah. But but it's so sinister because it's at the end of like a, the end of a, um, underneath a bridge and then chases them all around, which is coming up very soon. Uh, Arnie takes, yeah, it seems a lot of the time, like they almost had the songs first and then made the scenes around the songs. Like that's how well they fit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it would make sense. They know that, uh, I think John Carpenter has said before that he, he writes, Oh, he didn't write this script though, actually. Um, anyway, that takes my theory out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Arnie takes Christine back to the garage and uh, yeah, he does. as soon as you leave, the buddy gang show up. They sneak in the door while it's open. They hide for a second. Then they trash the car and take a shit. Off. <laughs> when I watched that scene, um, I didn't know that they had uh, 60 cars or whatever. But when they did, when they got on the car and started wailing on it, I was I was like shocked from just like just thinking of it in a real practical sense where I'm like, I was like, whoa, they're like breaking this car. Like if for real. Yeah. Right. I thought, the and I was thinking, and I was like, and I was also at the same time thinking from the actor who plays buddy's perspective, I was like, I would have done this movie for free. If they, <laughs> yeah. it, like I would have read the script and been like, he jumps. And even how he gets on the, on the hood and on the roof, I'm like, Ooh, I'm like, is he being careful? Like not to dent the hood. And then they just start going mental. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And, and then Moochie takes a shit in the car. Two, <laughs> yeah. two, two little notes that I have about this moment. It felt like uh it felt like an essay. 
first of all. And that's, this, yeah, what and it's the, meant to feel like. And I then I felt bad for the car at this point. Yeah. Because you know that it's got some form of sentience or yeah, or ghost in it. or it, I don't know if they can feel. It doesn't seem like it can feel. We don't know about it regenerating yet also. Yeah. It definitely, it definitely has emotions. Has situational awareness. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it knows that that's happening to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it has emotions. You you see it later in the movie when Arnie dies. It's like legitimately it's sad. It's lights dim and it plays a song about always loving you and then it goes into murder mode. And then And you t- and you touched on this briefly, um, after they break it, Christine encounters Christine's mortal enemy, shitters, dude. <laughs> yeah. The shitters <laughs> Shit are real. in the car, dude. Yeah. She knew they existed. Shitters. <laughs> Shitters. I knew it was going to be shitters. <clears throat> the reason why I was questioning the amount of cars they had is because, and also for the plot, the car was so destroyed when they show it. I was like, how's he going to fix this up for it to be yep. just good as new again? Because cl- I've, I've seen images from this movie from later in the movie before I watched it. And I'm like, the car is pristine. We're, we're almost there, but like, man, it's. Fun. I hadn't see. I hadn't. I went in almost as blind as can be. Like the only impression I had of the movie is the poster that you have behind you, which is just this the car. One? I'm like, oh, okay, the car is must be a killer car. Like I, I don't know how I was so oblivious to what the movie was, and then I was, and and they were so brutal with the car, and the car was so perfect before it took me out of it a bit, where I mm. was literally like, oh, they must have filmed this last, right? Like the, right you know right. what I mean? Like they must have been. They did everything else, whatever they needed out of that car, and then they just beat the shit out of her. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Shortly after Ernie and Lee show up to see the wreckage, and Ernie's reaction at first is like, oh, my God, my car. And then as Lee is genuinely trying to console him, even though they just had a fight, he's like, get away from me, bitch, basically. Like, get off no, he me. He calls her a shitter. Yeah, you're a shitter. You're a shitter. <laughs> And and that's this is like the, the he does he calls her a shitter and I was like wait a minute <laughs> of course he does because yeah. everybody is a shitter <laughs> yeah and uh, is this when he says to the car he's basically like you they'll see all the shitters in the world will get theirs yeah because I have written next like back home Ernie's addicted to his parents again and they're at this point they're like afraid of him the mom's like if that's okay with you when she asks him to do things and then the dad's like um. They want decided to... to help you buy a new car. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to fix Christine. And then as Ernie's walking out of the room, he's like, no, I'm going to fix Christine. And the dad ch- chases after him. She finally shows some uh, testicular fortitude. And Ernie grabs him by the throat in another really tense, haunting well, see, scene. And this is, the, this is the other moment where I realize, like, oh, he's not just, like, becoming more confident and charismatic and psychotic he's also becoming physically stronger he's able to yeah. overpower his dad who's like a foot and a half taller than him and yeah. clearly stronger but he just grabs him by the throat and his dad's like paralyzed like, just another shitter to him just yeah. another shitter to him. steve you mentioned something really interesting in our the ultimate power over all shitters in our personal chat earlier you you likened the relationship between christine and ernie to like a vampire and it's thrall yeah almost like christine is dracula and um arnie is like a uh, like a what's his name remfield renfield, where he's yeah. renfield yeah where he's becoming <clears throat> he's becoming more obsessed with his master but he's also gaining strength and power um because of of the bond that he shares with it um 
it's kind of it, it has sort of that parallel and, and like the more the more he gives over to the car the more he's receiving in terms of that power but the more he's losing of himself right um mentally he's he's becoming a part of the car rather than the car be, becoming a part of him and, and he's owned by the car rather than the, Does co- the him owning the car book have a renfield element where the car like needs to feed and he's i don't think so i think it's just like the car is basically it's it's feeding is is because of the guy who's possessing it like he he just has to kill because he's a serial killer he needs to kill and wants to kill that's interesting i think um a a unique dynamic is what i was going to say is just that it'd be cool if there was a moment there was a part of this movie where like he gets it in his head like oh you need to feed and then he's killing like randoms but there's not enough there's not there's not a lot of waste do you feel the need the need (laughs) to feed for speed while speeding yeah i feel like the the, a lot of the characters in this movie put a lot of the onus and responsibility on a car yeah like they're not watching a movie where they know that there's a killer car they're just like arnie this car is really you know what i mean like if your teenager is being a shithead you wouldn't be like Oh well, it's that car. It's you know that what I mean? dang car. Like, yeah. What's well, get him a different car, and it will completely reverse his personality. Yeah. He'll be Arnie. Fine. Are you doing LSD? <laughs> <laughs> no, mom. Is the car in the room right now? I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. Arnie, go to your room. No, I'm gonna go to Christine instead. He just like locks himself in the car. It's like there's a line that this movie like rides where you go one way, and it's like a really dark horror movie like really uh, like uncomfortable that way you go the other way a little bit it's like it's a comic genius yeah you know i i like the i like what the chord that they've struck with with this um i think that when he leaves he goes back and that's when he's like i'm gonna fix you up better than ever uh we're gonna teach all those shitters a lesson and i think this is my home alone of it all do you want to do you want to wait till later to to talk about home alones of it all or uh no we can do it now let's, let's do it now because the last time the t- two episodes ago i was like this is my home alone of it all and we we're like let's wait and then we never did it so if you had to pick one well, what do you think the home, alone is the home alone of it all can someone please tell me when the home alone i really got it when is the home alone what is the home alone of it all that's the home alone of it all the home alone of it all is of course the concept that i sort of came up with for film where in the movie home alone the part of the movie you came to see is when kevin McAllister slaps the blueprint down on the on the table that has all the little murders that he's going to commit on harry and merv um and steve kind of uh added on to that by saying it's kind of the trailer elements we've also discussed it might just be the third act of some films but a lot of movies sometimes you know you know horror movie a jason movie once the killing begins you know like sometimes that's the home alone of it all in this one in my opinion there's this is two movies this is a this is a setup movie it's kind of like the movie parasite that felt like two very separate sort of things first movie in this is a sort of a you know, like a meatballs or a teen romp, a lot of a lot more teen focused. And then when the car gets destroyed by Buddy and the Buddy Gang, and he t- he taps his hand on Christine and says, "We're gonna get all those shitters." From then on, when Arnie fully makes the change over to being a bad guy, a villain, 
to the point that Ernie doesn't even need to be bad to the bone. Some might say -na 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 -na. Mm. he doesn't even need to be in the car for it to like exact revenge for him. I think this is that very distinct. Well, I think that she's taking revenge for herself, not for him. Whoa. Interesting. I, I, uh, I think it's in my opinion, I, I like what you're saying. I read it up until you gave me that information. I read it as it was, it was exacting revenge for him mm -hmm. because he put the love into it, but you're yep. right. You know, they do. I mean, for in a, in a way she's, she's taking revenge for Arnie as well, but yeah. I would say it's more personal. It's true. Now that we've talked about the, that scene where it gets destroyed by the buddy gang, I keep calling them that because that's what they're called in my head. Buddy and the bully gang. Buddy and the bully boys. Uh, I I read that whole sequence as an essay in a in a, a like a really gross. Even though it's a car, it's an inanimate object. What do you laugh? Oh. <laughs> How did you get that so fast? Where did that come from? Oh my god. <laughs> If you're listening to the audio oh, episode, go on over to YouTube and watch. Uh, watch it's it. funny because you had the exact reaction that I had when that happened last time, which was like, yeah, why are yeah. you laughing? You're, you're trying to get a point across and everyone start laughing and no one knows why. Yeah. I, th I believe, Steve, you said, you know, when you do that, it sounds like you're laughing. At <laughs> yeah. and I had you know, when you're, exact... you know, when I'm no, you didn't get it indignified enough. You know <laughs> that when you laugh when I'm talking, I think you're laughing at me, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all of our feelings are hurt. Where did you get that from? I just found a license plate generator uh, online. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> um, do you guys? I'm have getting any... warm from that. <laughs> do you guys have anything to add to, like, if you want to talk about a later part of the movie for your Home Alone of it all or or whatever, feel free. Uh, this is the segment for the Home Alone of it all. Yeah, I mean, it's just once. It's like it's when it's when re the revenge plot really ramps up, right? I think we're all in agreement that pretty yeah, it's definitely well, the turning point for that. For me, it's the first time you hear the word shitter. To be honest, that's where it really, <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. it starts to cook for me there. That's where I, that's what I came to see is that saying yeah. shitter constantly. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. I think Christine, like reconstituting herself, is definitely the home alone of it all. Yeah, for, me, for sure. When, because when you realize, oh, she, they're bonded now. Because he, I think he says, "Show me," right, yeah, right before he does. She. Autobots roll yeah, out. And yeah, and it's like, and it's subtle at first because it's, I think it's like the one, um, one of the headlights is out or whatever, and then the, and then they're both on. Yeah, it's part of the like, engine. Oh, it's, yeah, and yeah. It's like, oh, right, the engine part is the first really, yeah. It's so well shot, and, and I mean, it's not a really hard gag to figure out how they did it, but it looks so cool. Yeah, like, it for just, sure. It, I am it's, curious. It's something about like the you look at something it. like this. And then you're like, you imagine how they would do it now. And it would just be all CG of like glass. like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it would look kind of shitty or it wouldn't look shitty, but it just, it doesn't have the same versatility and tactility as seeing a car that has been, uh, reverse crunched with like hydraulics inside, inside of it. Pulling yeah. in, right. Pulling inward. Yeah. yeah. That's I, how I, they would have had to. I remember it. thinking at the time and then not doing it after, but I want, I think I want to watch that all backwards like how it would have been shot yeah that would be interesting to to to, to do I, I i mean i don't know why i've never done that <laughs> yeah that seems like uh, something you would do immediately yeah. yeah just by your own volition just right yeah. away yeah 
You're gonna download the movie illegally, load it into <laughs> yeah, a, a exactly, movie editing yeah. software. Yeah, I uh, I actually rented this off. Um, I rented off. I rented off something. I rented it on Prime. I think for five bucks. Yeah, I rented it yeah. off YouTube, and it was the, it was oh, a yeah. UHD version. So like it, like I, we were talking about the fog last week and how it looked very good in in HD. This movie also looked incredible in HD. Um, once again, I mean, they, they've they've all been remastered a, a bunch of times, but also they're again we're, they're shot on film, so it's really easy to make film look great. I did um, feel like a sucker renting it for five bucks, so a movie that came out five years before I was born. I rent so many movies. For <laughs> I own podcast. it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, and it's worth it. Um, but yeah, I didn't watch. I didn't rewatch any of the special features or anything. I should have done a little bit of that, but it it would be interesting to know exactly how they did it. But it, it must have been interior hydraulics just. Pulling the car pulling inward the car on in. itself, right? Yeah. The the scene, uh, I, I want to mention this too because John Carpenter is so good at like weird shots, but it starts with a wide shot of Arnie standing in front of the car facing it and the headlights turn on, illuminating sort of the area. And there's this like, not a crane shot, but what's that? The dolly shot? And mm-hmm. it comes in over his shoulder. That's the best shot in the movie. He's like, show sure. me. That yeah, that was pretty cool too. And then it just even just the lights kicking on. That I, I was like, like I I think I it probably got an audible fuck yeah out of me. You know what I mean? Like that was that yeah. definitely just like oh yeah. I was sitting on my couch and I went, now nah, that's the home alone of it all. <laughs> <laughs> I was already yeah. I was already in this movie uh, at this point, but this this is the part where the movie really kicks into high gear because now the. Now we're going to see like the horror element of the horror and there's not a whole lot left. It's a series. There's no, there's no real plot that happens throughout the next half hour. It's mostly a series of kills, which is great Mm -hmm. because it's already quarter to 10 and we're going to make pretty good time again. (laughs) Thanks, John Carpenters. (laughs) Maybe we're just getting better at the show, Jason. Well, we've been doing it for a long time. This is episode. Well, you haven't had the Alex of it all. Well, <laughs> Alex is going to talk for forty-five minutes by himself. He's going to do a soliloquy. We're going to do a month called called Gow Girl. Going <laughs> to start with Gone Girl and then all of the yeah. Alex Gow movies. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, I well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I won't be able to do Gone Girl for a specific reason that okay. I'll bring up quite soon. I wrote uh, Revenge Tim because I'm terrible at typing. So, uh, Tim, if you're around, I accidentally shouted you out. Revenge. Revenge time. Uh, So... We just it just cuts to the the fat guy goon. He's walking down the street. His name's Munchie, man. Old Munchie's <laughs> heading down. He's the street. eating probably. Yeah. <laughs> I think he is actually. Uh, he's heading down the street, and then old stalker, old stalker, fucking Christine is underneath a bridge, and uh, I'm going. How's the car gonna get through that? And it just kind of turns left, and he gets freaked out by that and starts like running. I mean, I would if it was a car that I had just completely destroyed and also taken a shit inside. Also of going, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit like, wipes off. It's yeah. true. Shit does wipe off. Shit wipes wipes off. Um, that's. I think that's the next scene when the detective talks to him because the yeah because the murders are yeah, now yeah. piling up. But uh, he, basically, we get like a chase between a car playing cat and mouse. The car could have just run him over at any point. Pretty the, much. The yeah. chase is quite frustrating a lot because, like you said, almost immediately, just get on top of something. Just go up. <laughs> like, uh, why not just jump over the median, like, over and over, right where he started? Like, the car, yeah. what the what's, what is a car going to do? But then, of been... course, there would not be much of a movie. That's yeah. exactly it. 
Yeah. It would have been cool if they could have done some stunts like that where they where he does climb up on some like scaffolding or something and she knocks it over and he falls yeah. and you know but I don't think that they <clears throat> the budget for this movie was not huge and considering uh-huh. the fact that they had to spend a whole <laughs> lot of money on $75,000 on cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh that other 250k was how much they spent on the actual movie yeah they're like this is the amount of cars you can get this is what you have the budget wise for cars and they're like can we get one more car we want to do a scaffolding (laughs) it's like no 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 we can't do it yeah john carpenter just we always we we joke around about him just being a nightmare (laughs) just like when he's something's not working he's just like losing it because of other people's incompetence he seems like the type John Carpenter seems like the type based on like, you know, he seems one of those like grizzled directors. But he, he's also very aware of what he's capable of. Yeah. In yeah. terms of putting together a final product. Look at him. I know. But and that's what I mean. It's like, I, yeah, I guess you just. And he's always oh, I, I guess you don't know what he set out to do in the first place and if it's what he ends up with. But it seems like he kind of just gets what he wants in terms of shots and sequences and stuff like yeah even if it like there's a lot of weird stuff about his movies where you're like yeah that doesn't make sense that doesn't make sense that doesn't make sense but it always makes sense within the context of the the truth that's been presented even if it's not necessarily the the truth of real life Mm -hmm. and it's also like you never i never have ever watched anything that he's done and thought oh like that was so cheesy or corny or whatever like it didn't look good well it's like the movies don't have a lot of frivolity right like usually everything is built to a means where they're, they yeah. have something in there specifically because it's going to be it's pointing you in the direction of the next s- series of events to come after it right i don't think it's an until his, his budget started getting exploded this is so this is a point that uh, ben made a couple of years ago actually when we first did john carpenter or last year i can't remember um but he 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 made the point that John Carpenter works best when he has restraints on where he he knows his budget and he's not going to continuously get 10 more million, 10 more million, 10 more million if he needs it. And when he did have that freedom, you end up with Escape from L.A., which is not really <laughs> the not best great. of his yeah. the bunch. Um, and it did have a lot of frivolous moments in it, right? Like the plastic surgery moment doesn't really have any purpose. Surfing. Uh, it's the, the, surfing, the, same basketball. the George Lucas effect. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like. Where you gotta shoot Star have Wars a, uh, for nothing? Twenty-five and just... minute pod race. What's a yeah. pod race, George? Well, well, I'm gonna have twenty-five minutes. <laughs> Get the fuck out! <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> yeah, uh, the kill here is great too. It, it, since now we know the car can regenerate, I'm going. How? Oh, this is gonna be weird. And then, yeah. And Moochie's like. Or Munchie's like, I did it. I figured it out. I'm in a th- I'm in a hallway. I'm in a in an alley that's you know more narrow than the car is wide. And the car's like, nope, just yeah, <laughs> yeah. grinds its way right in. And uh, here's why I can't do Gone Girl. Oh, Jason, could you give me a theory? Uh, yeah, you got it, buddy. Yeah, because I got a theory for you. <laughs> You shitters are trying to pigeonhole me here, okay? Because I've been on one episode, this is my second episode, Mm. and both movies, and they're the only two movies I've ever seen that have this, have someone be bisected by a car. (laughs) Oh! 
I I saw that scene. I saw that scene, and I'm like, "Is this what? Is this all (laughs) I am? Is this what I am to you? Am I here only to analyze people getting cut in half by cars? Does that happen in Gone Girl? (laughs) No, that's why I can't do Gone Girl by your by your perverted logic. We have to find a third movie where yeah, you have to yeah. As soon as you do like Cars Seven or whatever, it goes off the rails. I was gonna say we already did, or we could do. Uh, fuck. I was gonna say we could do Ferrari. <laughs> Does someone get bisected it? in Does that? He bisects bisected? like a whole crowd of people at the end. Of <laughs> oh the <movie>. shit! <laughs> it's based on the real accident that happened. Sorry, oh, sorry, I'm not well versed in uh, car crashes. Car crashes. <laughs> yeah, famous recent, car accidents hey, where yeah. people are bisected. Recent real review this summer when we fucking have Alex back on for Ferrari, I guess. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. um we already did starship troopers if we're just going by section and that doesn't have to be <laughs> yeah, cars yeah yeah yeah, yeah no. bone tomahawk has a bisection but it's the other way mm. yeah silent hill has someone get their skin ripped off but yeah. no bisection that i can <laughs> that's a little bit different from getting pinned to a wall or tree well, isn't there a like a though? set of legs walking around and then there's another set of legs on top of it that's like two people got bisected and they sewed the i'm bottom sure i'm together. sure like death race or oh, like, yeah. didn't they make a twisted metal movie? I'm sure people movie. got. I'm sure people got bisected. That probably has in that. one of those. We'll figure we'll it out look at the end it. of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was cool though. Like, yeah, he. It's getting narrower and narrower. I and had absolutely just, no idea where that was going. Neither did I. Uh, and he, he oh, alluded yeah. to it like twice, and I'm like, what the fuck did he talk yeah, about? Yeah, I know. That was a great reveal. Thank you. And you got to use the you got to use the theories theme for it. Yeah, for sure. Um. Fuck yeah. Loving it. Arnie goes to see Dentist again, and uh, the look on Arnie's face. So Dennis is like, I heard the car got beat up real bad. Real bad. And Arnie's like, yeah, it's fine. It was just a little bit of a, a little bit of damage. Not as bad as it looked. Yeah. yeah and he's like, Once all the glass was cleaned up, it was it was barely an inconvenience. And he's like, no, um, I talked to Lee and she said, no, I, the detective talks about talking to Lee. She's like, I heard that it was like really badly destroyed. And he's like, I put a shitload of money. She's perfecto. And the look on his face when he says that, like this actor who plays Arnie is fucking his face acting sometimes in this movie is so on point. <laughs> Yeah, he's really good at being fake friendly, and he's really good at being crazed and haunted. It's uh, showing sinister malice. It's frightening. Yeah. The next day, he's uh, he's except when he says that line. Uh, I thought you were supposed to be jealous of other girls, not cars, and he sounds like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> uh, the next day, he's uh, encountered by the uh, detective, whose name I didn't catch, Detective John Johnson, and uh, yeah. Basically, he's like, you know, I heard your car got destroyed, but when a car is destroyed... His name is Detective Junkins. Junkins, yeah. Junkins? Yeah. Junkins. Yep. Okay. You go off... We got Moochie, we got Buddy... Rudolph Junkins. (laughs) Danielson Junkins. Uh, Bemis and Junkins. (laughs) Buddy, Bemis, and Junkins. You know that classic cartoon from Cartoon Network when we were kids? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's essentially like you know when a car is totaled typically you know they repair it and uh it's in perfect condition i can see it right now and he's like nah it's fine it's cool the car was barely beaten up at all and he's like well i called your little girlfriend and uh she started crying when she (laughs) started to describe how destroyed this car was 
and he's like, yeah, it's fine. It was just a little broken glass. And he's like, also, uh, that Moochie kid, you said he, he, he took part in breaking your car up, right? You said. Um, I'm not going to play the, the theory theme, but I think this detective, like it's a small town. I think this detective like knows more about the car than he's leading maybe leading on he, he yeah because to be honest what is otherwise what is he insinuating you like stealing you, the same car ca- over and over <laughs> but that's what i mean it's like <laughs> like even if he was like is he trying to be like aha your car can fix itself <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's not a yeah. what he's in, insinuating is not even a crime it's no. that like your car's broken and now it's not that's suspicious. It's a police matter. But yeah. tell me why that kid Your Moochie... car's red? They don't make red cars anymore. <laughs> tell me why that kid Moochie was cut in half. We just yeah, scrape see, up that, his that, legs yeah, with a shovel. Like, like, dude, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what, what you're supposed you do to do with shit. <laughs> scrape it up with a little shovel. And that's when Ernie calls up uh, Lee and we get the little incel behavior where he's like, I love you. And she's like, I never want to see you again. He's like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. You're ugly anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So everybody and the boys and Christine catches up to them. We get a funny little, uh, you know, buddies like Christine is like tailgating them kind of on the highway and they pull off onto a back road, which I think is the same back road they've used multiple times in this movie. And uh, basically they just do this weird thing where like where like Buddy drives forward and Christine's keeping perfect pace with the car back and forth. I thought that was a fun little thing. And then they have a little bit of a chase and this is yeah, where he brake checks them and is like, yeah. check this out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have a little bit of a chase. And the, my, I have a little theory that a, a film has no, a film, a, a movie has an explosion in a car chase. Steve hates this. A film can have those things. It's kind of a nebulous conversation. This movie has a car chase and an explosion. Therefore it's a movie in my opinion. And I'll tell you why I'll tell you about the explosion. Why don't I tell you a little bit about that? Um, he catches up to them at a gas station and then the boys get out of their car and Christine comes in so hot and just fucking T-bones their car into... So hard that it's stuck in the other car. Yeah. Hey. It's trying, trying to, get to drag itself and it looks out. Like, and I was wondering if that was intentional. Like, yeah. are, they, are they just trying to back the car up and it's taking the other car and they're like, okay, cool. Oh, awesome. yeah. Keep awesome. rolling, Perfect. keep rolling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then as it I like backs how they, up... Uh, they blacked out all the windows too, so you can't see yeah. driving. Which is if, well, and that also made me wonder if, like, I I guess the whole time I watched for a lot of it, I didn't know if he was in the car or not. Yeah, me too, me too. Well, we very quickly get a confirmation in the next scene, but now, the fucking Afro guy gets in front of it. I get. I don't remember how he ended up in front, but Christine pushes right through the car into I think another car into him. You see his like you see like a dummy go flying, which <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think was like meant to be left in, but they had to keep the shot. I think it was meant to be left in. Yeah, yeah, it was Dummies supposed to be. All, it was supposed to be uh, yeah, like a a split second on yeah. a. Uh, also, I, if you either need... in a theater where you, it's so blown up, or in on a thirteen inch TV when it's yeah. You know what I mean? But also, when you see, if you see a real person get hit by a car, they look like a dummy when they go flying. It's True. not like, yeah. it's not like in a Marvel movie where it's like Captain America still holding his form. They're, your legs and arms go everywhere like <laughs> yeah, you're made yeah. of rubber. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So at any rate, he he gets mowed over, and it hits like something. I guess the car starts leaking, or there's gas in the back. 
Gas starts yeah. coming out. It catches on fire. There's a the poor like flammable liquid appears. Some sort of flammable. The, <laughs> the poor yeah. the poor gas station attendants just in there like, oh, what the fuck? Our and... best friend from the second Friday the Thirteenth movie. <laughs> and uh, that fucker explodes so good. Um, and Buddy's just like, what? He assumes Ernie's in the car also. So there's three casualties. Boom. Yeah. But then he just runs away on foot, like, gotta go! Gotta go. <laughs> and yeah. runs down the middle of the road? Yeah, the natural like hunting ground of the car. <laughs> yeah. Like the creep music video? It's like running into a basement in a regular horror movie, or an attic. Somebody or runs it's, it's in like the middle the, of the road. Uh, up on a roof. Yeah. It's like Prometheus with the... the <laughs> right, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, the tower is just like, go... Uh, like, other maybe way. hide in that field. Yeah, the big right bumpy there. field where the car won't be able to get you. Yeah. But we do get a. Uh, right now is when we get my f- actual favorite scene in the whole movie. Christine pulls out like fully on fire, and we get a shot of Christine from the front, f- like blazing. And I just think it's so cool. If you go to our Instagram and look at the poster, I used the, that image as like in the the little screen. And I think it's such a. I wish I had known. This is one of those movies I wish I had seen much earlier. But my mind prison would never allow me to because all horror movies have to, you know, blood and gore, but this has like none. Um, but the, that shot is so iconic. You can tell that it's iconic. And I bet any horror fan or John Carpenter fan would say that that shot is iconic. So I regret I was going to put it in the trailer at the beginning of the episode, like the John Carpenter thing. But I knew I knew you hadn't seen it and I did. I didn't put it in because I didn't want you to see it. So I was awesome. like, I don't want Jason to see this flaming car before he watches the <laughs> flaming car movies. I'm not going to put it. in. Yeah. Yeah. I luckily wasn't spoiled on that. And uh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's that's got to be the little in the in the TV screen. Um image because it's so, so i have a question cool. for you guys about this part it is my favorite part too i love a flaming car it's one of my most favorite things in all movies uh second only to a cubed car which we also get in this movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's the the radio and christine is not playing a song at this point is there a song that you would play for flaming christine raining blood by slayer oh yeah <laughs> but i mean i, I would say okay. of the of the music that she would play ring of fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's pretty good. That's probably is that I don't know if that would be time of what when did uh, Ring I of think Fire Ring come of Fire out? Ring of Fire came out in the eighties. No, but it, it would have to be from the fifties. It have to be from the late fifties, mm. right? Because that's all that she plays. Right. Well, think about fall, what, what's like a Fallout song. Okay, a, a, oh. a song from Fallout. I just got. A, I don't want to set the world. Ring of Fire was from sixty three. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. That'd be pretty good. I got that. Uh, I got Fallout, a bootleg Fallout soundtrack on vinyl that's glow in the dark vinyl. Oh, baby. Um, atom bomb, pro- baby, on my atom bomb. Mine would probably be Great Balls of Fire. That's yeah, fucking great, pretty yeah, good. That is right. Yeah. Thank, thank you for making us look so stupid for about 45 seconds while you already had that one <laughs> in the that, chamber. Yeah. <laughs> Could you ask us these questions? I thought maybe you would have had one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure you did. Sure you did. Yeah, you were just waiting to shit on whatever stupid one we no, came up No, Ring of Fire so would be... also be good, though, too. Yeah, I think but Shitter, Shitters <laughs> by shit, Shitter and the Buddy, buddy <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. Shit Boys. Yeah. Do you guys want to start a band called Buddy and the Shit Boys? <laughs> yeah, shit's great. <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> 
so anyway it rides his ass down the road and then it fucking straight up runs over him and he's on fire too which i you yeah know, this car it has paranormal fire abilities i don't think any of the that ghost rider of it all yeah <laughs> that must have been pretty intense to film though yeah i that thing was I, quite on fire every time i see it i think about the guy inside and like what is going through his head and how is he even seeing and fire he... probably <laughs> burn through the ditches and slam in the back of my yeah. like, is there just a radio blasting at him being like okay left now left now all right break, <laughs> yeah break, pretty break. much yeah you're on your I can't own hear you over the fire <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> So loud. Ooh, good gracious, great balls of fire. That's all I can hear on the radio. <laughs> I specifically wrote right here, how many Christines do they have? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, uh, the car chase and explosion. Uh, this is a Jason certified movie. Okay, thanks for writing that to myself six hours ago. <laughs> um <laughs> So Christine returns to the garage smoking. That's why I was like, that's a very John Carpenter thing to do, to do that kind of like foreshadowing early in the movie. Like, no smoking in here. I know it was smoking then, but to have it smoking again. And then he, he uh, Darnell makes a quick call uh, to somebody. I guess his name's Will or something. And he's like, yeah, this kind of confused me, but they explain it like right after. But he's like, did uh, did Cunningham drop off the goods? So he's there with you. Or he was there. Okay, good. I didn't really know what that meant at the at that. Yeah, moment. it's just. It's I just think it was like... just to confirm. Like, I think he was like, is that him in the car, or did somebody else drive the car here? Yeah, yeah. But he's he's like... got my Cadillac, right, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Then he grabs a shotgun. He's like, something's not right. And, well, because, I mean, he also knows about the car getting destroyed right. previously, right? So he's like, okay, so these fuckers are messing with his car again, so I'm going to go take mm-hmm. care of business. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and we confirm the car is empty. Um, he gets in the car, and he gets, like, enthralled by the car for a moment. Because I think that this car has some sort of, you know, possession ability. And then the the rumble seat just starts moving forward slowly, and he gets bisected, probably. Yeah, he might, <laughs> or at least very crushed, well against, might. crushed against the steering wheel. That seems like that could just happen to that guy anyway. <laughs> how's, yeah. he, how's he gone this far in life? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He never leaves that garage. Yeah. Um, He's like, I yeah. knew I shouldn't have left the movie theater tonight. <laughs> this this guy is so ride or die, eh? Like it's just like. The car shows up and he's like, "Hey, I think my I think that kid has my car." He's like, "Better get my gun." Yeah, my <laughs> like don't ex- gun. Hey, don't expect much. I'll only give you free shit. I'll give you money and I'll kill anyone that <laughs> gets in our way. And you I'll know. risk my life for you. <laughs> yeah, you're the parental figure you never had. Yeah, because you come actually from... I, not even. I'll risk my life for you. I'll ri- I'll risk my life for your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll spend life in prison potentially. These kill all shitters again. Kill all shitters. Let's make sure it's let's say kill all shitters. I'm gonna confuse a whole new generation of people. Yeah, yeah. So he gets crushed. Arnie shows up the next morning to find the police at the garage. The car's in pristine condition again. Um and then they explain further, like he was like, I was a you know, dropping off parts, and Christine was just out murdering, I guess, by herself. And uh that's that's sort of it for that scene just sort of a you know the detective's like listen kid 
this is too many murders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey, no, no, I was actually out, like, doing parts. It's like before he's just like, like, with uh, the other guy, he's just like, yeah, yeah, I didn't kill him, whatever, fuck you. But now he's like, no, I really didn't kill this guy. I yeah, really this didn't kill though. this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like admi- admission by denial about the first one, right? Exactly. Yeah. But I, you know, we you get the impression that the, the t- detective Junkins believes him this time, you know, because he's legitimately shooken up. Whereas uh-huh. though he's like he's cu- cool as a cucumber like seconds earlier, and then he's yeah freaked out for real. Yeah. So earlier when I was like, uh, this is a this kind of is a Christmas <clears throat> movie the same way that Batman Returns is a Christmas movie, and I was wondering why when I was at my dad's around Christmas time, why is this movie? Why is Christine on? Like I said, I only caught that one snippet, but. It turns out that it's now Christmas time. Uh, Dennis and Lee meet up. Um, I got this weird sense that they have. It's like, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Well, there's a Christmas tree and everything's Christmas up, so I just made an assumption. But I well, didn't... he says Happy New Year to her when he calls, and then, oh, okay. and then he says we're going to Arnie's house for New Year's Eve. We do it every oh, year. They oh, they did a lot of. Um... Yes. They did a lot of establishing dates and months that had no context for me a lot of the time. They're like October. I'm like, yeah. oh, I didn't remember what month it already <laughs> was. Though. What was it before? <laughs> yeah, well, it was <laughs> it was the first day of school when we first start. So it would have yeah. been September first for sure. But it's you know what I mean. It's they're like it's November now. Yeah. I'm like okay. I'm like does that <laughs> think, matter? Yeah, I think <laughs> like, it's just I, too, I understand uh... there's been a passage of time, but it's like <laughs> yeah. You it's like you took the neck brace off of Dennis. That that was enough to tell me that time has elapsed. Yeah. Or something, that you know? that almost feels like a uh, test audiences did not understand how much time had passed. Or it's like it's supposed yeah. to be months later, and it's like, but oh, how are we supposed to know that? Well, I like, thought it was September still. Yeah. It's like, well, it this guy has a New severed Year's. spine, and now he's walking around. So, <laughs> yeah. uh... how did he heal so fast? <laughs> exactly. Is he a car? <laughs> <laughs> Is his name Christine? Yeah. <laughs> So they basically come up with a plan to like separate Ernie from his car. Uh, they don't really. They're basically just like, if we can't get Ernie away from the car, we destroy the car. And I was like, what are you gonna cut it into a million pieces, forgetting that a fucking car crusher exists nice. somehow? Um, as Christine's le- as uh, Lee is leaving Dennis's house that night, she does. We do get a moment of like, oh shit, the car's coming for Lee, but it's not. It's just it's just Ernie picking up Dennis. And then we get that we just get a long like conversation between them on the highway where, you know, Ernie's basically just like, I'm going to kill all the shitters of the world. And Dennis is like, why don't you drink this beer? I'm having a beer. Yeah. You like beer, don't you? Beer, don't you? If I recall correctly, you love that specific brand of beer. (laughs) Drinking and driving toast to the shitters of the world. 1979. (laughs) Our, our second movie in two weeks where drinking and driving is advocated full force. Yeah, yeah just do it. At least in this situation, like he's not really controlling it's a self-driving car. car yeah. 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 Like when we have self-driving cars that are like all completely, uh, like you can get in that car drunk. You could. It's basic. Chris, Christine is like an Uber that lives in, <laughs> under the hood instead of the driver's seat. In the future, everybody will uh, drive drunk because it'll all be autonomous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dennis is super freaked out. Uh, Arnie is just like uttering threats, being a maniac. All of them are shitters. And the look. Dennis is basically crying. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, please, I don't want to die. It's like, we got me the wrong about? beer. 
you, you get the scene that happens. Well, he's crying because he's worried about his best friend, you insensitive oh, monsters. Oh, I thought that the fact that he goes onto the wrong side of the road for, for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but the look on uh, Arnie's face during this, like his just his crazy faces are good. Did that um did that actor go on to do anything else? Uh not really. Nothing of note. Um probably, TV and stuff. TV. He looks weird. Now I like I googled the cast. He looks yeah. weird, man. He yeah, he looks the same, but like something happened. <laughs> like he went to war or something. Yeah, like he looks. He looks only. The thing is, it's been forty years. Yeah. He only looks twenty years older than what he did in Christine, but he looks like he instantly turned that old and then stayed that way. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to, else to describe it. Yeah, like if you. Uh... Like if you drank the wrong goblet in the third Indiana <laughs> yeah, Jones, exactly, but yeah. it just froze a little bit. You yeah, actually yeah. turn into a skeleton. Nothing finer than being behind the wheel of your own car, except for maybe Cussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's how we know that he's fully transformed, fully yeah. given himself over to Christine. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He's and... gone full LeBay. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Dennis basically... Um, carved darnells tonight in the car to sort of lure them this we get the final showdown and uh it's basically you know dennis and lee sneak into the garage i'm not really sure what their i wasn't sure what their plan was during this I'm, i was sure there was gonna be some sort of like crushing the car or something but it all seems very kind of harebrained at this point they're just sort of doing stuff they hot wear a backhoe um but they and they use that backhoe incorrectly Oh, absolutely. In like a car on car violence situation. <laughs> they monster but, truck them. Well, they hook yeah, them but even no, but it, like I, I, I mean, that that was OK. But I mean, leading up to that, they do not like he never like tries to like attack the car with it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very like, I don't know. Well, everything. And another thing. Sorry. I, I was just going to say everything that goes wrong goes wrong. Oh, yeah. Anything that can does. The hot sure. wire dies. The yeah. She's like really clingy on him, like laying on him in the car, like in the thing, like, oh, it's been so long since I, oh God. What? What's wrong with you? Oh, I thought it for everything froze. So I thought I lost internet for a second and I went, oh God. Oh no. We were just, Um, we were just very still. (laughs) Um, The end of the book, uh, I had to look it up because I was like uncertain because I was like, is this, did I dream this or did this actually happen? There is a second sentient car named Petunia and it's a pink <laughs> pickup truck and they fight to the death. Uh, no, all right. Yeah. That doesn't happen in the movie. Their car fists. Yeah. Um, they couldn't find 40 uh, pink pickups <laughs> yeah, in pink, order to add that trucks. in. So. Yeah. Um, is it a pickup truck? It might be like an, like a truck truck, like a, like, Petunia. A, like an 18 wheeler. I can't remember. Let me look it up. Quickly. Optimus Prime situation. Uh, one thing I had a, got a kick out of sometimes uh, I I try to I when I watch stuff, I try not to think too much about it. Mm. I try to just consume it and absorb it and take it at face value. And it's like, OK, this is what they're telling you happened. That's what happened. Um, I guess in looking through it in the lens of having to talk about it and anal- be a bit more analytical, um, I found myself sometimes thinking um about things that happened before what were shown and yeah. Christine emerges from a pile of boxes 
and I was thinking, did Christine put the boxes on Christine, or did like did Arnie like oh like start yeah you know what I mean like piling like oh I'll show this you is, Darnell's tonight yeah. this is gonna like, be sick builds yeah. like a box for it and oh yeah. these I, shitters I, are gonna shit themselves I think <laughs> I think it's what you're saying I think it was uh, I think it was Arnie probably but that's I the same thing happens to me especially now I'm gonna be talking about it later I want to be kind of funny I want to be a little bit insightful and I kind of get lost in the sauce a bit in, in a similar way but. That I think that has an answer, and I think it's the first thing you said. I think Arnie was in there beforehand, like I'll show you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, like he's like, you know what I mean, going around like a gorilla, like yeah. grabbing Dump- boxes, like ah. I even dumping wrote- stuff out of boxes so that he can use them. Like there's just piles of shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of receipts in the corner. <laughs> I even wrote down Christine was hiding. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So. um Dennis sort of blocks Lee, like it starts to, the Christine starts to go after Lee. Lee gets kind of blocked against the wall, like not, not held to the wall, but blocked in. So Christine can't get at Lee and Christine is like ruthlessly trying to get at her, um, smashes over and over. And then did you guys notice that the front of the car all smash looked like teeth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For I thought sure. that was a really cool effect. There's also one thing that I I think it might have been what we're talking about earlier, like something that happened and got left in, was as it's backing up, the right side of like the the trunk fender was kind of shaking in like kind of an eerie way. Mm. You know, the, that would happen if a car was all smashed up. But I, it just there's there's a way that John Carpenter can make mundane things uncomfortable and and uh, spooky, and that's you know that's one of those things. Um, then we get we get a tease of chicken between the Christine and the caterpillar. I'm sure in the book, Petunia and Christine have a chicken, right? Yeah. So I I, I was reading a little bit about it today, and uh, they I think John Carpenter dropped the second car because he thought it would be too goofy. Uh, even though he was trying to go for a, a more lighthearted vibe, he decided it would be better if we had a backhoe come in here and, and crunch the car instead. Yeah. And give Dennis maybe some more agency in the, in the finale. Yeah. And also having a second sentient car is like, what world is this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this yeah, how many, exactly, how many yeah. of these cars are there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and what did like, do they have, a, an equally ambiguous beginning op- yeah. cold open where Petunia is like saving kids from a burning orphanage. Like the Anti-Christine origin story. Yeah. <laughs> drives underneath a tree and a cat jumps down. Into the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pissers. Oh, Somebody's drowning and it's like, it's smokestack leans into the water to help them out. Yeah. <laughs> or it just drives into the lake and then drives yeah. on yeah. the other side yeah. and it's a bunch of drowning people in the back. Yeah. A bunch of drowning yeah. people whole a boat. Whole yacht. Yeah. 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 An entire entire third grade class of kids is in the in the yeah. in the bed of the truck. <laughs> Thanks, Petunia. Thanks, Petunia. All to like do up shooby dooby. Yeah. yeah. Someone finds Petunia's rotted out uh like in a in in a similar situation and then one of the crazy old man comes out is like the guy who owned that car, he saved six, <laughs> 60 single mothers in that truck. Yeah. He was a doctor actually... and most eligible bachelor and yeah, also yeah. was a war veteran. Yeah. Vehement uh, pro-choice activist. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, actually yeah, right exactly. over there right now. Yeah. yeah. 
He's the reason we changed our school mascot to something less racist. <laughs> he also fought for gay rights. Yeah. yeah. And was the first yeah. oat gay car. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I'm not even going to sell you this car. You can just have it for free. Here's the keys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would have wanted it that way. You would have wanted it that way, yeah. So You're not a shitter, are you? You're not a shitter, are you? So Ernie, uh, the, Lee runs into the office in, the, in the, the place, the garage. The car is like hell-bent on killing Lee. Crashes into it. Crashes into the little office. Ernie goes flying out the front. I'm like, oh, that's just how they're going to kill Ernie? Or maybe they're not. Maybe he's going to survive this. Nope, he fucking has the biggest piece Very of Very unceremonious. And he, yeah. he even like, ah, which yeah, I thought yeah. was really brutal. Um, and she takes like a, maybe a second's glance at him and runs out, Ernie's dead! Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm not, like, I'm not dead. Yeah, I'm not dead. Really badly you survive that. You like, call an ambulance now, I'll survive. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it hit any vital organs. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. bleeding a lot. So yeah. If somebody could please just help. <laughs> um, stabbed to shit is what I wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still not at this point in the movie. I'm like, what is the play with this backhoe? <laughs> I also yeah, wrote earlier like... when they got there, it seemed like they were going to, they started doing stuff. I thought they were going to home alone this car. I thought they were going to yeah. <laughs> set up a series of traps for this car. Yeah. It seemed like they were going to have some kind of like, something was going to fall on it that they had set up yeah. or something, but they're just like, they're like, okay, we got the backhoe in there. That yeah. should do it. Yes, and then they're like, work, okay, well, okay. one, any time now we'll use this. Sales almost How fast does this thing go? I don't <laughs> know. Miles an hour. Never used one before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The car can push over a hundred miles per hour. Yeah. Oh, and the, uh, yeah. Again, with the security of this place, they, they're like, it's like shut down due to the, because of the police department or whatever. And it's like, just stop when like they, the, the cops didn't like lock a window. Yeah. No, they're like, fuck it. No kids are going to sneak in here. Yeah, kids don't I sneak so. in places. It's the 70s. Yeah, that doesn't come till at least 1980. Yeah. The uh, the car plays I'll Love You Forever in mourning. I didn't notice that the headlights dim. That's fucking great touch. And they bash... The Arnie. They basically... Uh, they catch... Somehow they catch the back of Christine with the backhoe. Uh, it's distracted. She's distracted by uh, right. Oh yeah, he comes by Lee. Lee with by Lee. Yeah, Lee discarding any survival instinct whatsoever. Just like standing, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at the end of like a, a pool of gasoline that I thought was gonna get lit on fire and didn't. <laughs> and even though I've seen the movie multiple yeah. times, I'm like, did they light that? I can't remember. Yeah. But it's like, you know what I mean? Like Dennis is like a mile away in this backhoe, and she's yeah. like, "I'll stand in front of the car. That'll buy us time." It's like it's that like, Austin what if Powers she... moment. Yeah, it, I assume time. Christine can't hear. <laughs> she doesn't have <laughs> yeah, ears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she has rearview mirrors, though. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> but her eyes are her headlights. I assume. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> we get an interesting take on the uh, the serial killer horror movie trope, where the you know the hand comes up through the rubble or whatever. Um, where the car is getting like chomped from the back by the the backhoe, um, what are they called? Like the bucket. Yeah. And it's like chomped into it, and it starts driving over it, and it's like actively regenerating, which I thought was yeah. a really cool little moment. And it's just it's what I likened it to is like a murderous robot who's cut, who's bisected, 
crawling towards somebody to kill them. That's what it kind of... What does bisected mean? Cut in half. (laughs) Oh, well... You you have the the world's foremost expert <laughs> on your podcast today. Yeah, this is actually the bisected podcast starring yeah. Alex. Starring, Gunn. yeah, exactly. Come back next week when we talk about <laughs> yeah Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> uh, we'll be watching Terminator Two. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the car gets uh, basically, and it just ends up getting fully crushed, uh, monster truck style. And it's as it's it's playing a rock like uh, fuck. The song was a recognizable one that I know, but I can't remember what it is now. But as it crushes and the sound goes out, Leah's like, "God, I hate rock and roll." Oh no, <laughs> sorry. The it starts to play music when it's in a crumpled cube. Yeah, right? it's like a death row. No, yeah. there's yeah, it's like a oh yeah. The, the, the I hate rock and roll is is, is with that, the boombox at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. Yeah, and then we get a, it, the parts move a little bit, and we get credits. So that's the movie. Yeah, Chris? it's like a total. Uh, but when they were zooming in, I was like, "Oh, are we gonna get a Jumanji moment here?" <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. The boom, boom, and then just... yeah, um, yeah. That's the movie, Christine. Um, we're going to now. Unless you guys have anything you want to add before we get out of here, we're gonna do our final thoughts and then the uh, guessing game. Um, I don't think I. I mean, we kind of mostly covered all my notes as we talked, so I think I'm good. I just can't believe how quick, like, how disposable Arnie was in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no final words, really. Kind of just, they're just, it's just like. He did it, reach for Christine and try and, like, touch yeah. Christine. Yeah. Oh, good. yeah, that's true. And he felt yeah. the, felt the. The grill. The Plymouth thing or whatever. But oh, it's yeah. like, yeah. I just felt like there was, um, he didn't get a very, like not heroic but it's like he didn't get a cool death he just it's like it crashed into like a flimsy office wall and he went flying and died and just <laughs> got some instantly... glass in him yeah i yeah. also from the beginning of the movie the way it's set up i thought dennis was going to be like our hero for the whole thing he was gonna everything was going to be happening to him the fact that it the the fact that the uh point of view just completely shifts to it being arnie being the main character was a really interesting thing that i wasn't expecting yeah they basically take the stereotypical protagonist out of the movie completely for a whole act and a half yeah and then it's just arnie's descent into madness which is a very john carpenter thing which works so perfectly because it's also a very stephen king thing stephen king loves to do story stories about adolescence being haunted by things so yeah yeah that's pretty much it so let's go into our uh what do we do next usually <laughs> <laughs> you want to play the uh, game? The MP- okay, let me get this. <clears throat> All right, here we go. It's time to play Guess the MPAA. Alex, welcome to the most hotly contended title in podcasting. It's the MPAA game. Now, every single movie pretty much has an MPAA certificate rating. At the end of the movie, you'll see it go across the screen. might say, what does that number mean? It's basically just the that they've uh, included this as officially rated by the MPAA. Uh, for some reason, along the way, we started saying what the number was, but we've decided to turn that into the top game show of the season. What am I talking about? What do I do? What am I doing with <laughs> Maybe my Maybe you should get AI to write that one. I'm going to get AI yeah. to write that. Uh, <laughs> the rules are simple. Essentially, it's a five-digit number. I'm going to give you the first two numbers. You just have to guess the f- 
final three numbers. You each have two guesses. The first two numbers this week are as follows. Two, seven. Alex, you're up first to guess. Oh, if the first two are two, seven, the final three are obviously nine, five, two. Much, much, much lower, Steve. Two seven one five zero. Lower, Alex, your final guess. I'm gonna go zero six five. Steve, your final guess, higher. Eighty two. Certificate rating for this movie is two seven one three five. Five. You were close. You're closer was close. and closer. I should make you guys have to fucking do all five and get three guys. Close, but no shitar. Eh, God. It's time. Leon in the chat said zero seven eight. Also wrong. So I don't think I, this is gonna go on forever. But that sound means that uh, this is, of course, our final thought segment. And uh, just like the start of the show, we like to have the guest to go first. So, Alex, you know the drill. Uh, hit us with your final thoughts, your insummation. If you want to give it some sort of a like rating, feel free, whether it's real or fake or funny or dumb. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I liked how it was shot. Um, it was entertaining i was uh it was nice to see a movie that i haven't seen before and see it so blind because even when you see a movie you haven't seen you usually know a bit more than i knew i think um the characters were good i was um i was watching it waiting for kind of like some of that 80s like i didn't pull my collar too many times right you know what i mean where i and i was uh and so yeah i mean all in all i really enjoyed it um i guess i should come up with a rating what's a funny thing i could say <laughs> it's uh it's a solid four turds on a dashboard out of five i'd say <laughs> very good I can't tell if that's good or it's yeah, no, finally it's good. Bad. yeah you want the turds on the dash shit wa- <laughs> shit wipes off steve it's fine that's oh, true true all right steve why don't you hit us with your final thoughts for the movie um, Christine, directed by Jonathan Carpenter. Well, as we all know, John Carpenter is one of my favorite directors. Uh, his movies are kind of up and down, though. He doesn't, not all of his movies are perfect. And, you know, he has quite a few turds on a dashboard, as, as we would call them, <laughs> I guess. Um, but this is higher on the list of his movies, despite it having some some of the more disgusting language near the beginning I could do without. But um, overall, I think that Arnie's journey and Dennis's journey, even Darnell's journey for Darn's Day, we, we get to see this old crusty man who you think is going to be horrible turn out to have a secret lump of gold in his chest or, or maybe in his shotgun. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think... I would probably recommend this to anybody that likes John Carpenter movies or Stephen King movies, because I think it's up there on both of those lists for me. Um, When it comes down to a rating, I would give this 
one pristine Christine out of yeah. 22 crumpled, burned, <laughs> mat, like piles of rubble. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. This is easily my favorite John Carpenter movie. Wow. And one of my favorite movies we've ever covered for the show. Uh, John Carpenter took Stephen King's story and used his expert practical effects skills, scorability, and great cinematography to make something truly different and unforgettable. I was captivated from start to finish, and despite the two-hour runtime, I didn't feel like it dragged or had much wasted motion. I think they may have spent a little too much time building up the school element, but that sort of makes it feel like two separate movies in one. The last 50 minutes of this are hit after hit of exciting action and some pretty amazing visuals. I give this movie a 4.3 out of 5. I also give this movie a fresh paint job anytime there's a knicker scratch. Yeah. And because I'm Sweet. a narcissist, claps for me. <laughs> so um so in the words of jason's beautiful wife you guys ever watch anything good <laughs> madison does hit me with that all the time once in a while we do and this this was one of those movies i think this i also like to recommend this movie to like people that aren't fans of horror but want something a little spooky this is a great halloween thing to put on i think that anybody can enjoy it It'd be fun to talk about with friends um, and with that, that pretty much leaves, brings us to the end of the show. Once again, I'd like to uh, just let everybody know that we're on all social media. You can find us pretty much everywhere. All our episodes are up in audio form now. 99% of our episodes are up in video form. This episode goes up uh, on Friday. It's Thursday now. Um, before we get out of here, Alex, do you have anything that you want to promote or plug? Or do you have a message for the world? Uh, yeah, go back and watch the signs episode a lot. A lot. If you watch that a lot, it'll uh, disproportionately boost uh, my um, my apparent appeal to be on the podcast, <laughs> and I'll be asked back s swiftly. It's true. Also, yeah, if you have any movies where people get bisected by cars, just like, yeah, them, yes, yeah, please, send them to please. Us on TikTok, yeah, yeah I need the them chat. so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's all I got. Um, I really need them. Stick around because we're gonna. I'm gonna play our love letter to John Carpenter, where uh, Steve and Ben uh, talk lovingly about John Carpenter. Uh, but before we do that, uh, Alex, we have one question we ask each and every week. Could you please ask that question for us? Hey, did you see this one? You have to keep in mind that being a director doesn't mean that you're making what you want to make. More often than not, as a director, you're an employee working for the producer, and you're doing what they want in your style as they see fit. Um, I think over time, he became cynical because he was being forced to make bigger movies with a larger budget, but not a budget large enough to make the movie that people wanted to make because he did so well with lower budgets with like Escape from New York. Um, I think if you want a John Carpenter film to be successful, give him the minimal amount of money that he needs to tell the story that he wants, that he's happy with, and give it a wider release. 
the people are there to pay for it and and they will go watch it like there are so many fans of his early stuff it's as his budgets expanded as the uh, expectations grew to be blockbusters to be crazy action films he's not an action director uh he, he he's a drama he's a horror director so when you're expecting multi-million dollar box office results from somebody who's not specialized in doing what you're expecting them to draw, what, what, what do you think is going to happen? Just let him do what he's good at, give it a wider release, in the end it's going to be cheaper, and you're going to see a bigger profit off of it. I think that he also sort of became disillusioned by the fact that, you know, he's very creative, he has a, he has a good understanding of, of how to like put a person on screen and is responsible for several people becoming really famous in their careers. But he also was met with people have like having been so impacted by his own movies that people started making John Carpenter movies that were better than John Carpenter movies that he could make. And like, like he would see point. movies that reminded him so much of his own movies that he was like, I think that there's, there is a younger generation now that are making the same things that I would like to make, Sam but Ramey they're making it better. One of those people. <laughs> he's, he's watching his craft be perfected by people that were inspired by him, which, you know, probably You're feels about that. And he can like sit back. Well, I, I was going to say, it's probably like a double-edged sword where he's probably happy about the fact that he's influenced people to make something that he would love to make, but seeing them make it better than him is like, well, I, I'm not needed here anymore. Like, my job is done. Like, I, I've seen what I would want to make and how I'd want to make it being made better than maybe I could have made, made it. That's and like, an amazing point I never considered. Yeah. And it's kind of sad, but at the same time, it's, like, kind of nice. You know, like, it, it means that, you know, his he has, like, a, a, a nice, lush career. And he made, what, like, 19, 20 movies? Something like that. And each and every one of them has clearly inspired somebody because yeah. you can almost yeah. pinpoint a singular moment in any one of his movies that has been either homaged or completely ripped off or like redone in a loving way and like that's pretty fucking cool That's our show for this week. Yeah. What are we, Steve? Yeah. Shitter shitters. Shitters. <laughs> a couple of shitters? 